Welcome to Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds podcast. There will be spoilers and swearing. Hey everybody, what the fuck's up? <laughs> Welcome to Eternal Darkness Straight in of that. Not So Spotless Minds podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm with my co-host, Kate. How are you doing, Kate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> that was a real strong entry. I like. know, I thought I'd uh, chop it up a little bit, because I tend to do the same sort of thing, but I thought, no. Oh, that's all right. I, I realised, actually, in that moment that I always respond with the same, I'm all right, how are you? Like, every time. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's Friday night, so we've got to be uh, in drinking mode. I presume we are. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I'm, I'm changing mine up a bit. Well, no, not too much. I've got two drinks tonight. I've got first one. This is where I'm going a little bit off off script. Um, and I've got a Thatcher's Vintage. It's a bottle of medium dry Somerset cider, and it's pick of the year apparently. Oh, is it 2020? Is it is that uh, with a tin top? Or with a cork? It's with a, with a yeah, a tin top, like a, tint, yeah. what are they called? Tin, I don't know. <laughs> like a, like the, the fucking... With bottle a, top. Yeah, like a bottle top. <laughs> oh. um, so I'll read the back because I like to do this. Shall I read it in a West Country accent? Go on then. That was awful. <laughs> Your American one is better than that. Um, all right there. Oh, that wasn't too bad, actually. That it's was, that was all right. Uh, so Dan Bone, who I know will be listening, this is for you because you're from West, you're from down West Country, and like you got quite a strong accent, not quite as strong as this mine, but getting there. Um, and I also apologise to my uh, to our other um, other people from around the world because you probably won't be able to understand me in my West Country accent. I'm sure they will, as long as they tickle your turbot. Gert Lash, mate, Gert Lash. So, right, so we've got Thatcher's Vintage, established, nine, wait, no, that's not 1984, it's going way longer than that, it's like 1884, I reckon. Bloody hell. So, oh no, that's totally wrong, it's 1904. Bastards. So we've got William Thatcher, began making Somerset cider at his family farm in 1904. Today is, <laughs> that's Today, <laughs> it's craft <laughs> has been poured into the unique character of Thatcher's Vintage. We've chosen the finest bittersweet ap- apples from the pick of the year, matured for a fuller flavour. This is a timeless medium dry cider. Deep in flavour yet light in colour, the richness of Thatcher's Vintage is rounded off with a satisfyingly crispy sparkle. Oh, bugger. Best served best served chill that says so good. it's a good job i've had this in the fridge all day and that's at a 7.4 percent volume Ooh. 7.4 bloody 7. hell 4. You, yeah, you bastard nice. you bastard i know you bastard i know nice sing so, so yeah so <laughs> is that the only thing you're drinking no it is not i have a part two so this is where i'm a little bit on brand because it's a gin and tonic but 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 you'll be proud of this. It's a brew dog. Woo! Ah, oh, right. And it's it's called Lone Wolf. And it says a sharp, refreshingly carbonated GT with bite. Oh. I don't know if that noise was picked up. That was me kind of doing a snarly, snappy, snorty, snappy type bite. thing. <laughs> 
know what that was, I apologise. Born under a hazy moon, Lone Wolf rose from the ferocity of the Scots Pine Forest. No shortcuts, just fierce ingredients. Because when the wolf mixes, there is no compromise. Crikey. Yeah. No messing about with that then, eh? No messing about on that is a 6.5. Oh, God, you're going for it. Yeah, I'm not taking a kid out tonight, but I do have to... Um, wake up, wake up. <laughs> wake up a little bit, but also pack, because <laughs> I'm going away on a trip uh, first thing tomorrow, and I have not packed yet. Um, and where are you going, so the listeners know? Oh, uh, well, um, I thought we were going to Devon. Turns out we're not. <laughs> it turns out we're going Bournemouth, which is like on the other side of the country. It's a really good job I checked that because I'm the one driving. So <laughs> oh, crikey. Okay. Yeah, it's me and my best mate um, who uh, should be listening. Um, I will check. And if not, I'll clip around the ear. Um, and uh, which is a, an English phrase, I think. I don't know if that's a phrase anywhere else, but it, Sta- it's more just a stab him in the heart. I think it's the American. Stab him in the heart. It is the Amer- <laughs> no, American then how term. Should, how- how is she going to listen to the show then? Oh, okay. Don't think about these things, do you, Matt? Oh, well. Um, she should. Anyway, yes. Her and her, and her kids uh, and um, and her sister, who's allowed because she's a, a carer for the kids. Um, and, yeah, and then we're, we're buggering off down to Bournemouth, going to, like, host seasons by, like... I think it's going down to St. Leonard's, and it's the, this big, um, like, like, forest <laughs> national park type thing there and loads of like family activities and stuff so we're having a week away from the fellas girls trip and uh staying for four nights so it'll be really nice Uh, it's nice but you do know that bournemouth's for um that's where (laughs) grannies and grandpas go and retire i didn't pick the location i'm on a tag along this is supposed (laughs) to be kaylee going away with her sister and the kids um but they were like oh do you want to come and i was like yes i do thank you thank you so i didn't get much I didn't really get any choice. I'm just happy no, to get fine. outside of my house, honestly. Absolutely. No, <laughs> it'd be good. Just happy to get away. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I that. also think they needed me to drive, honestly. I don't really think they want my company. I think they just need my license. Don't, don't they drive themselves? No, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, useless. They, 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 they've never lived anywhere where they, it's needed to, really. Well, if you don't need to drive, I suppose there's no need. Yeah, that's it. I know my mate, my mate is learning, but um, she's learning, so she, can't, she still can't drive yet. Well, I'm at 47, and I only learnt three years ago, believe it or not. Really? Really. How come? I just, a lazy bugger. Just didn't, <laughs> couldn't be asked. In fairness, my mum didn't learn until, like, probably about the same age, I'd say, actually. Yeah, I think she was only early 40s. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's weird. I, yeah. I just couldn't, really couldn't be asked. Um, and I'm gutted, because I absolutely love driving now. It's so I good, love it. right? I love it. I would literally, yeah. Oh, especially, especially yeah. long journeys. If somebody, yeah. if somebody goes, drive me to um, Scotland, I'll be the first to go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, give me fuel money and whatnot. But yeah, 100%. No, I'm the same. I love it. Like, I drive, like, for pleasure, you know? Like, I just love nothing better than just in the car, some really good music on or a podcast or your audio book and just driving for a good long stretch i was the one i would be i would volunteer to be the you know the the sensible one like the the des yeah i'd be yeah i'd be the one who's driving everyone home at the end of the night on a night out designated driver des yeah that's it designated driver i knew there was a phrase for it i couldn't think um yeah like i mean not every time because i also did like to get shit-faced but most of the time if it was like If it was like, say, we're going away for a weekend down like London or something, going to have like, you know, 
fabric or something then um and to save like money on like trains or coaches or whatever and to have a bit more freedom too um i'd always be the one like yeah cool hop in the car and we'll go and I'd just make sure I sobered up before we came home. Nice, Like, nice. Notting Hill Carnival was, like, the worst for us. What's, 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 what's your longest uh, journey you've done in, in one, well, one stint? I drove around Germany. I drove around Germany. In one stint? Yes. Like, um, from A to B. I drove up to Manchester from Bristol. No, from Sirens. No, from Bristol, I think it was, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I drove, so... Is that about three hours? Oh, God, what's Bristol to Manchester? Three hours? It was four hours in the oh, okay. end. Um... I've, I think I might have driven a little bit longer than that in Germany, but I just can't remember exactly. Okay. Um, because we were going all over, so there was like periods where we would get up really early and then drive. Yeah, I guess And it was, I was the only one who was over 25, so I was the only one who could be insured abroad. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. I, I've, I, I've managed to do uh, 11 and a half hours. Really? Really, in one go. Where was that? Uh, I, I went fishing down in France and, uh, yeah, left at about three in the morning on Thursday and got there. Oh, God. Here we go, Mass. I don't know. It was basically, I got there about... F- if it was 11 hours, that's, it would have been about 2 p.m. Yeah, something like that. It was, it was, a, bit, it was a bit later, actually, because I had to go to the supermarché to stock up on beers. Supermarché. Not while you're driving, though, I hope. Uh, drinking? No. Yeah. No, no, I don't do that. I'm very sensible. But uh, yeah. yeah, needed beers for the week, so straight to the supermarché. That was the first stop. Um, nice. Yeah, so yeah, you allow pit stops. You need to pee and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you're not going like driving eleven hours and not you know getting the Red Bull, peeing off the side of the motorway. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, putting that image in your head <laughs> sure. of either of us, honestly. So. I'm sure they're like that. Honestly, we couldn't last fucking what? We've been calling for like, what, 10 minutes? We couldn't even get 10 minutes without getting it smutty. Well, there you go. Penis and vagina. There you go. Hey, boobs. Done. <laughs> Straight in. Oh, my goodness. What are you drinking oh, today, I, my oh, good friend? What am I drinking? I'm drinking William Brothers Paolo Peach Ale. Pale Ale. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I say that like I, I'd like it. I wouldn't. It's, I think it sounds disgusting, but all it's, right. it's all right. It's the first time I got it. I got it. I think I got it from Aldi for like a quid. Uh, oh, fair play. Aldi's supposed to be pretty good. It, like Lidl's and Aldi's own stuff is supposed it's, to be quite it's, nice. It is really quite good, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, if you like peachy type things, it's all right. It's just like a, oh, it's okay. like a pale ale, but with a hint of peach. <laughs> nice and nice. Nice and sweet. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up my thatchers now i don't know if you can hear me pop the the there is a name for this listeners you'll let me know i'm sure so oh shit ah fuck, there we go a, a name for what bot- oh that sounds great the bottle cap bottle, bottle cap, cap. we said that earlier did we oh jesus oh honestly i've had a long ass day <laughs> fair enough so yeah i've got my little bottle opener it's got a viking on it it's from sweden and it's a fridge magnet as well i like it it's like a solid like metal heavy one or heavy metal one. Hey. Nice. So. Oh, actually, do you know what? I, I want to just real quick mention. Today, I have been introduced to a band called Ghost. Now, there was a certain thread going about a mm. band called Ghost. I don't know what the band... Oh, that is nice, that cider. Oh, fuck me. I haven't had a cider in so fucking long. That is so good. Oh, that's pure reaction you're getting there, people. 
Anyway, sorry, carry on. I don't know. I, or, or remember there was a uh, thread about um, the band Ghost, the film Ghost. Is that correct? Yeah, so Court, um, who regularly puts memes on our page. Hello, Thank Court, you, Court. We love Psyops. those. He has that, um, yeah, from Court Psyops. Uh, this, uh, the... Uh, Psyops. Jesus. Cinema Psyops. Jesus. Brain, eh? <laughs> oh, honestly. Cool, I'm sorry. It's my it's my brain today. I'm like on one. Uh yeah. Um which will make our show, you know, bodes well. Um yeah, Cinema Psyops. Um everyone go check out his show. It's really, really good. Him and Matt are absolutely awesome. Very so um do that. Anyway, that's a little mini plug at the beginning of the show. Um but yeah, so he he loves his memes and he was he put on the you know the one where it's uh, from Finding Neverland, and it's got a really young Freddie Highmore and um, a Johnny Depp um, on the bench, and he's like, "What's the problem?" You know, she—it's like she says she likes ghosts, and it's like, "Yeah, but the movie, not the band." <laughs> and uh, everyone was like, "Oh my god!" and stuff, and I was just like, "I, I don't know this band. I do not know." Um, and I was um, immediately shunned I, I, for my I, lack of knowledge. I have no idea who Ghost is either. They, yeah, so I, right, thank you, because, like, everyone's talking, um, people coming out of the wood, like, but, like, like, Kev, um, who lis- also listens to Scott and Liam, so you might know him from the page there, Kev Gillum, um, like, he was all like, oh, yeah, we love and stuff, and I was just like, really? Like, this seems to be, like, a band that people know. But what is it? What kind of style is it? It's 80s. <laughs> it's, like, 80s rock. <laughs> um, and... I tell you what, you would it would not be out of place on the supernatural soundtrack. Let's just put it that way. Right, okay. Um, so it's kind of like it's got some organs in there, but not organs as in like guts, but like as in the instrument. And it's got a lot of like metal guitar, and but it's re- no, it's genuinely really good. They've got some really catchy tunes. I listened to today a few. I got Dance Macabre and um, Kiss the Go Goat. Yes. Oh that's yeah, right. that's really? One. Yeah, it's one of their titles. And um, yeah, it's, and uh, Mary on a uh, Mary on a cross, and that yeah, they're like quite like Satanist. So they, but they're not oh, like really? heavy metal. They're not like you know thrash metal or anything like that. They're like very eighties, but like the lyrics and the themes of their stuff. And if you look at their artwork on Spotify and things, like have a look now. Uh, if you just literally put in Ghost, and then it will come up under artist, and like you can sort of see. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I was really pleasantly surprised. So I went back on the thread and I was like, "Guess what, guys? Fucking awesome! Thanks very much." And like, I had a, there's a whole like Jamie J. Sammons and Scott Crawford and things, and um, were all telling me how good it was. And I want to say, I want to say it was Glenn. Maybe it was Myra. I think it was Glenn. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Glenn. I'm pretty sure he's a fan of music like that. Um, we're all kind of telling me the songs and stuff that they liked. Um, so I, I was going to those and yeah, they're really good. Nice, good stuff, good stuff. I can't remember why I uh, brought that up now, but no, no idea. Can't help, no, can't help you there. It's done now. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, that thatches is really good. Good stuff. Anything we want to talk about? I've got something I want to talk about. You go ahead. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, apart from the cat jumping on my lap. Hello. Um, oh, hello, cat. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Graham, <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> Duncan, sorry, Duncan, <laughs> Graham, I'm going to call you Graham. That's not now. even remotely the I same know. name. <laughs> I don't know why that came out. This is going to be such a great show, I, guys. I, I hope you're, I hope you're excited. Oh, it is Friday and the booze is already kicking in. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, Graham released the uh, <laughs> the uh, summer series, uh, announced the films for the um, summer series. Yes, he did. 2021. And I know you're obviously, um, you're on it this year, which is great. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. Cheers, Duncan. Which is great. Um, so Can't have to let you down. Yes. No, no, you, you, you'll do fine. Um, I say the, one of my picks is already controversial, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep them which one it is. It'll all come well, out. Well, they will come out. I already have a kind of <laughs> guess of uh, what it will like to be. But I mean, I, what I, 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 I've always since they did the '80s one. That's when I first kind of got uh, on board. Excuse the cat seat. Well, you only missed one because I think they only started in the 70s. Well, exactly. But I mean, as soon as the '80s thing came around, I was straight onto it. Um, I don't know, because I was a little bit wet behind the ears with certain films, and it was just a great opportunity to uh, tick uh, prime films which I hadn't seen off my yeah. off my list, and films I had never heard of, uh, yeah. films I had heard of but just hadn't got around to watching, blah de blah de blah and mm-hmm. and that's, that's basically why, for me, it's, it's been a big education in, in films, in, in basically horror films that... that um, you know, my, my friends uh, have uh, rate and, and have enjoyed. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with all, all of them, but that's. I know you're bitter about one. That's thing. not the point. Well, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I'm elated. But it's, it's, it's. What I, I love about it is, is this um, each, each year. I mean, uh, they've done the seventies, eighties, nineties. Uh, the noughties, and now we're doing obviously the uh, 2010s. 2010s. And yeah, looking down the list, there's so much great, great films. I mean, I've uh, there's 120 films going through this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, this isn't a plug. This is something that, that both of us are quite, quite you know, are passionate about. Yeah, really. and I'm on it as well. So yeah, yeah of course. So we, we're so you know, it's not completely unrelated. Be aware that we will be talking about this quite a lot over the next few few months. <laughs> well, there's already this kind of like joke that we mentioned Duncan or Teaparts or both in every single episode. Graham. And um, he's been told as much by Watson. Hi, Watson. He listens. Um, yeah, it dun- uh, he's, he's messaged Duncan and been like, you do they talk about you do realize they talk about you every single episode yeah I think so. and duncan duncan hasn't had a chance to listen to us yet so it's not as if we're even doing what? it for at all. like no but in duncan's defense first off he says he absolutely will do it's just obviously right now he's really busy with like and he doesn't listen to he says this he doesn't listen to like a lot of other horror podcasts anymore just no stuff. he used to yeah because he, he yeah because where he obviously does his own stuff and things and he likes his opinions to be kind of like unaffected if that makes sense that's fine yeah um and he'll and he tends to fill his podcast listening with like true crime um which is fair enough um but he did say that he would he would listen to ours um because well firstly we're awesome duh and secondly i think just because we have mentioned him so often yeah that's probably right, right. <laughs> i think i think that um yeah i think he sort of feels like he he, sh- he probably should um but that's all right he doesn't have to at all he might never hear this at all and that's fine um but it's it, it's such a great show for anyone who is interested in lots of different types of horror and horror that doesn't get spoken about a lot and horror and, and horror by someone who's really really fucking knowledgeable like you know fair play to the dude like he fucking knows and he puts out so much content i don't know like how he does it on top of everything else that he does oh, absolutely and, um, yeah it's podcasting like three four times a week which is at least just, like, that's insane a slow week. insane yeah yeah 
Yeah, and he has a, a sister sort of channel called um, the Teapots Collective. And he has show, shows, not as many, um, not as high output on that one, but several shows a month at least on that. Yeah, um, it's insane. The and several different series going on. And yeah, and I partake in both. So I partake in the movie club on the podcast on the stairs and I partake in where to begin with on the Teapots Collective, as well as, you know, I've done a, the odd episode and I'm also now part of the... Um, part of the summer series um and also as well like i'm sure you won't mind me saying and also as well by the time <laughs> by the time he listens it won't even matter um, but um i've also um I, I don't know whether there's any space yet but he's having a look to see whether i can get involved in one of the russian roulettes coming up later on this oh, year nice so, oh, good stuff yeah it'd be good so yeah he will be this his show i'm sorry guys his show will be mentioned a fair bit um but that's purely because like we both take take a real interest in the summer series, and I'm on it. Yeah, so. and, 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 and chances it, are a lot of our watches will coincide with what's happening. Not mine though, because I can't reveal it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And also, if you don't know what it is, it's basically um, you, you choose one uh, decade, and then there's like uh, four or five. But you choose f- five um, podcast hosts who put forward their their favourites from that. They're given a uh, allocated a, a year, and then For two years. Oh, sorry, two years. Um, and yeah. then basically, yeah, those picks all get put forward to twelve films, and then they they get discussed and whittled down to to three. I think this year, isn't it? So. This year, yeah. So normally it's ten with the whittle down to two, but this year because two two thousand tens are just so stacked, stacked with amazing content. Um, it just it just yeah. there'd be so many films that are so good that it'd be a real um, crime against horror films if they were left out and I think humanity yes absolutely <laughs> so yeah yeah for sure so I think that's why he's he's up in it he's up in it to 12 films three picks and then at the end it goes to a massive shortlist and then through like a voting system from all of the hosts involved um kind of like the Oscars I think I think the Oscars work in a similar way the the you know as I say based on a point system um the best of the decade is chosen and so it's really unbiased. It's like everyone has to pick together. Everyone kind of, you know, you pick your picks, but then within that, you all choose the top three. There's, you know, judges outside of that episode that basically check on you and make sure you're not just kind of talking out of your ass. And they have the opportunity to switch one out if yeah, they want to. It, 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 it's um, just thrashed out. And then you'll get a list of 30 films from that decade. And then yeah. from those 30, you then whittle it down to the best of that of that decade yeah yeah and we have a big we have it like another big chat all about it at the end and what we thought about all of the final films yeah. and you know and why we voted as such and whatever so um it's a real real epic feat to uh, kind yeah. of take on yeah uh, as a partaker and also as a listener because if you're kind of watching along you're you know you're, you're watching at least 100 films this year you're watching 120 films you know, mm. it's well, well, we'll be do- doing something along the same lines later on in this year. Yeah, you say this like we have a real plan. I have. I'm hoping have. you have a plan. You have, have a plan. I, I don't have a plan have. for it. I've just gone, yeah, that sounds fun. Why not? Yeah, it's going to be called Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something along those lines. Something along those lines. I like Fight Club. I think that's Yeah, that's it should fun. be good. But um, yeah, no, I mean, this, uh, I, I'm gutted already. There's already uh, one film which I 
guaranteed should have been in there. And I'm sure that at least 50% of the audience would be agreeing with me that Terrifier was left off uh, 120 films this oh, time no. around. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Pretends to be Well, shocked. you know what, Kate? Well, maybe then... <laughs> We all just have to watch it ourselves just to make up for the fact that well, it's not mentioned. Well, guess what wasn't left off? Suspiria, bitch. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. yeah it's a good film. So, um, yeah, fucking amazing. But, um, and then <laughs> that's no shock that I'm all behind that film because anyone who's spoken to me about horror for at least two minutes will will know this. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, do you want to, because you want to embellish a little bit on what you were on about with Fight Club, just in terms of like the basic, 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 basic premise, just because I'd like to know. Uh, <laughs> no, I know the basic no, premise. But I, I, just saying, no. I, it's not, it's not like a summer series ripoff it, or anything. It, it's not. It, it'd be based more on a um, kind of football type concept of... Um, uh, two films going against each other or like 32 films whittled down to 16 down to 8 it's just I haven't quite worked it out exactly so and you did we say it was just going to be from like that previous year I'm not sure yet not sure yet okay I'm not All sure right. well I'm going to leave that with you that can be your baby because honestly I've got enough shit to no, be getting on quite, with <laughs> quite right. it's, it's all in the programming but it's uh, yeah that's for future future reference at a later date yeah. maybe over the winter but I mean the yeah, that is what we're thinking over the winter and then potentially like about the previous year. But yeah, um, no, I'd say I'll leave it. Like, we'll work on it together. But yeah, yeah we definitely want to kind of have something. It, it, I, I'm not sure whether it would just be um, a decade based thing or maybe just um, um, like a, uh, a genre. It could be like a slasher. Yeah. A slasher. And we all talk about That's cool. Like slasher films and you get to the best, blah, blah, blah. Or found footage, or zombies, or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, that's really so cool. yeah, that's that will be happening later on in the year. So, yeah, so, nice. so anyway, that's that's the summer series. Uh, we just thought we'd, we'd like to mention that because it's it's something that we're both uh, quite passionate about. But um, yeah, mention slash talk yeah. about endlessly for ten minutes. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right though. No, it's okay. good. I'm really joshing. Uh, cool. All right then. Well, um, with... unless is there anything else that you want to talk I about, or should we go so. into our first segment? I think we should get into buy it, rent it, bin it. Hurrah! Cool. Um, you... Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? You can go first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so, uh, my first choice is a new release, and I would imagine pretty much everyone, if not most people, have seen. I've it. I've seen it. <laughs> You seen it? Seen it. Um, Bloody hell! It's zombies, isn't it? <laughs> it's zombies. Uh, it's Army of the Dead. No, really. Zack Snyder's <laughs> Army of the Dead. Wait, what were you thinking? Yeah, Army of the Dead. Oh, it was what you. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was. Uh, I was left winging that on you for a little bit. That's all right. uh, so yeah, Army of the Dead. Um, I watched this on. Oh, I want to say Sunday or something. God, I can't remember. My days are all merging at the moment. Um, uh, with the fella um, it was like the closest he'll get to watching horror with me <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it um, I liked some characters okay I liked um, I liked Dave Batista Bautista? wait how do I pronounce his name I don't know I don't know who you're talking about so I don't know the main guy Oh, the guy with the bald head. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bautista. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I've, I've never seen him in anything before, I've got to be honest. Yes, you have. Because you've definitely... Unless you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's... Uh, he must be the... He plays Drax. Ah, right. And he's a wrestler. Well, he's not ex-wrestler. I don't think of he wrestles. Of course. Ah, right. There you go. I haven't seen him in anything. Oh, yeah, except one of, like, the biggest Marvel nah, movies. Well, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry. Don't mock me. Um, so, yeah, so I watched that. Yeah, but uh, David Batista, he's good. I really liked... Um, oh, my gosh, seriously. What is wrong with me? Um, I should have brought up the page for it, really. Um, yeah, Tignataro, um, who it blew my mind because there's been this whole thing about how she was cast like after everything, last minute, and they basically she didn't film with anybody of the original cast. It was all like stand-ins and stuff, and it just blows my mind because it was completely seamless. I would have never have known. Who's sorry? Sorry, so, who, who's who's that? Oh, uh, she's the one who plays. She's the one who plays pilot. Can't fucking remember her character name. Oh um, right, okay. Yes, uh, Marianne Peters. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think her name gets mentioned once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's really great. I really liked her. Um, I really liked the zombie concept. Yeah. Um, I really liked the design of the um, the zombie queen thought she was badass yeah yeah i thought she was pretty cool yeah i bet you did uh, and i liked um yeah i did i liked the characters i know some people um had like a few issues with uh kate the daughter um and just her kind of sheer recklessness um and things but i think like you know there has to be like an element of risk there has to be these kinds of things really and it might have yeah sure it could maybe have been done it with a bit more finesse but i didn't mind it i think like you know the fact that they've thrown in sort of kids to the mix you know there's you know they'll be orphaned if someone doesn't go and help find her friend kind of thing like i i think that's kind of believable and i think yeah she might be a bit like you know taking unnecessary risk with that and, and risking other people but i think like in that moment if you are like cocksure enough to think that you can do something if it means saving someone or making sure these kids don't grow up orphans then i think you like i think there's an element of believability there um what i didn't really like about it um was in saying that after everything i've just said i didn't like I didn't like a lot of like the sort of more emotionally driven stuff like the emotionally driven scenes there's points at the end where i'm just like oh come on get to it you know mm. um i thought i don't mind emotionally driven moments in sort of the horror or action but i just think it has to be like in the right moment and it has to be like believable i just think when the situation you're in i was just like you don't know just keep going you don't need to have this like heart to heart chat right now like get on with it i you know yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It was just, it was just part of the kind of character building, I guess. But um, I just think it could have maybe been done elsewhere. Yeah, just maybe not for as long. Uh, you know, um, oh, I'm just. L- I think looking at Kate. Oh my bloody hell, she's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gave me like Olivia Cook vibes. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, have you watched Bates Motel? No. 
if you watched um oh god what's it called with Anya Taylor Joy um the one where it's Anya Taylor is it Anya Taylor yeah Anya Joy Taylor I can't remember if that's, uh, which way around her name is. Yeah, that's um, right. But where she plays the uh, the psychopath, and she has like she's like a sociopath, and she has like no feelings and stuff. And okay, I can't remember what it's fucking called. She was in that. Have you, do you know what I mean? I don't know what you mean, but okay. Um, well, Olivia could look her up. You'll know. Who, you'll probably know who I mean if you if you saw her. She kind of get, she looks a little bit like her. She kind of gave me her vibes. Um, I thought the action was really good. Um, I liked how it was all kind of like set um, in Vegas. The soundtrack was cool. That was really kind of fun. Um, I just thought that there were some bits that were a little bit kind of cliched. There were some bits that didn't really make sense necessarily. Um, and I thought that like the, uh, the emotional bits were just a bit misplaced. Okay. Um, but there were some really cool effects. There's one person, I won't say who because I won't spoil it, but one person gets their head twisted all the way around. That was really cool. That was good. Yeah. Um, I really liked... Even though it's kind of like it's been done, I really liked how one character kind of got their comeuppance. He's not a very nice person. And I liked how okay. that was kind of played off. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't say too much. But, I won't but, say yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it was kind of like for everything good, there was me, or everything bad, say there was something good for it. And I think it's definitely worth the watch, but I can see the problems that people had and although they didn't necessarily bother me though it wasn't a perfect movie for me i think there were bits that i would maybe have changed up you know if i was <laughs> so bold as to make a movie myself as if um but yeah so yeah, uh, yeah. Me, sorry i mean i i'd agree with you i think it's you know it's it's full-on it's a full-on action zombie movie um it does have its kind of uh high point uh, high points and low points um Mm -hmm. It is a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, yeah, the, the beginning is pretty intense, and they have a bit of a lull, and it's intense, and it's a lull, intense. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I agree with you. It's 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 an enjoyable film, but it's not uh, for me, and um, probably for yourself. It's not not going to be the uh, top ten of the year. I don't think so. No, um, I, I'm I'm sure it probably will make other people's top tens. Um, yeah, there are certainly elements which are very aliens-like. Uh, one particular part, part. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's. And this is not a spoiler, but you know, just to say, this is why you don't give blowjobs while you're driving. Just saying. Just saying. Because <laughs> if this all started because someone got a little bit too frisky in the car, <laughs> uh, wouldn't have happened, would it? Otherwise, no. So just saying. Ah uh, well, it'd be, keep it in your pants while you're driving. It'd be, it'd be worth it, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think it would be worthy of a zombie apocalypse. Kind of I don't think that's the kind of explosion that he was hoping for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but it, it was good. I would say it's a rent it. Ooh, just just a me. rent it. I think it's a rent it. I would watch it again, but I don't, I'm not going to rush out to buy that. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm also I'm also going for a 2021 new release uh, called The Toll by Mike oh, right. by uh, Michael Nadar. Now this was uh, brought to my attention from Mark Nado. Oh yeah. Um, and hi Mark Nado. Hi Mark Nado. He watches like hundreds and hundreds of new releases. Uh, he's the man 
when it comes to new releases. Anyway, he recommended this one, so I thought I would uh, give it a watch. It's basically about a young lady who gets off a plane and gets picked up by a taxi driver, taken to, um, well, they're on a journey. Um, there's some social awkwardness throughout the journey. The journey comes to a particular uh, point where it can't continue any further um, and things start to happen and it's just about their interactions and what they interact with. And that's all I'm going to say because Ooh, I'm not going to give uh, give out any more. Um, yeah, I, I, th I thought it was really well done. Um, I, I really quite like the character interaction. Uh, I liked the storyline and where it was headed. Um... But yeah, I can't really say much more than that. It, uh, yeah, it's it's a definite rent it. So if um, I mean I watched it on the high seas, um, but yeah, I think it is out there on um, on the usual kind of VOD type options. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, Army of the Dead, by the way, in case anyone doesn't know, is on Netflix. It's a Netflix. It is original. indeed. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean. Fine. <laughs> I guess I guess people can work that out for themselves. They can indeed. They can indeed. I'll tell you what. Um, I will have a gander. What was it called again? The Toll. The Toll. The Toll movie. As in, uh, as in, pay your toll. Yes, I got. Be that. it in what, whatever way. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let me see. Hang on, there we go, just watch a sec. So I'd normally just check it out on my phone real quick on the app, but my phone is charging in another room currently, so I can't do that. Um, no, not trolls. Toll. So I put, I put toll, Typo. they still giving me trolls. No, it wasn't even, <laughs> they just decided that it wasn't, yeah. Um, the toll. Troll. Uh, so you can only get it on Apple TV, but it's only £1.49. And it's to buy. No, that's not the right movie. No. That is not the right movie. <laughs> 2021. Um, yeah, I might have to put the year in. I just looked at the uh, the artwork for it and it's an, it's like a little goblin thing with a coin. That's not it. <sighs> not. It's so obscure that even it, it's not it, even it, on it's, just Yeah, it's just, just, watch just basically a... It just know. says the toll, and there's like a shadow in like kind of headlights type imagery. Okay, well, um, yeah, I think people are gonna have to search for that one for themselves. Uh, Director's Michael Nader. Michael Nader, starring starring right. Jordan Hayes, Max Toplin, and James McGowan. Oh, okay. So that's if that's cool. any out, and it's only an hour and twenty minutes, which is great. Oh, nice! And that's a rent it from you, eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, um, my next one is uh, a little movie by a director. You may have heard of him. Toby Hooper. Never uh, heard of him. And this is... <laughs> no, never no, heard of this guy. No, no, don't no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those who are, <laughs> who are not horror aficionados, as I know there are a few listeners, namely my parents and a few of my friends, <laughs> Toby Hooper did like Tessa Chains of the Massacre. Did he? Paul Christ and stuff. <laughs> Oh god! I literally I thought you were serious then, and I was just like, "Hey, I, I thought it was Steven Spielberg." I wrong? <laughs> no, like he literally made my doubt, made doubt myself for a second. Then you asshole. Uh, 
Um, no, yeah. So this is from 1976, and this is Eaten Alive. Or in the UK, it's called Death Trap. Ooh. But the American title is Eaten Alive. And um, I watched this for, like the guy hasn't had enough props, I watched this for Teapot's Movie Club. Nice. <laughs> um, so if you want to check out my full review, that it will be dropping, I don't know, today or something. Well, it'll be, it'll be out by the time this episode drops at the very least. Um, anyway, so I liked this film. Um, I was it's it's the one i think it's the one that he did after chainsaw massacre it wasn't long after chainsaw massacre anyway um can't remember exactly the year that chainsaw massacre came out i want to say 73 anyway um and it's about um a sort of hotel motel kind of rundown place in the texan swamps okay and this guy who runs it feeds his guests who sort of upset him to his crocodile that he just has milling about out back as you do in Texas. Ah, okay. And um, it's, yeah, it was good. It's got a, a young Freddy Krueger, not Freddy Krueger, he's a real name, <laughs> Robert England. <laughs> Freddie Krueger's not running around in this, but Robert England is. He is as skeezy as you like. This is typical Toby Hooper. but this is just uncomfortable viewing. It's not... It's everything from what you're seeing, what's happening on screen, the soundscape, the score, the, the, the child... Like, you know, the, there's a child at risk. Like, there's rape. Like, not rape, rape, but there's, like, attempted rape and attempted anal rape, no less. Mm. Um, there is lots of boobs and... Yeah, it's, it's very seedy. It's very... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you feel the kind of heat, of, like, the oppression from that and all this. It's very visceral. So I can't say it was a pleasant watch. I didn't, like... I wasn't watching it going, oh, this is fun. And I know that... Honestly, mate, you probably would. Um... <laughs> But uh, but for me, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is something I'm just going to watch to chill out with. You know, like it wasn't one of those. Um, but I very much like appreciated what was what was happening, what Toby Hooper was doing um, and the decisions that he made behind it. So I can't honestly say it was a buy it, but that's just more down to my taste as opposed to the quality of the film. And it's definitely one I would recommend everyone see. But I can't say that I enjoyed it strictly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. So I'm going to go with another rent it. Okay. So, yeah. But not without its merit. So, if, yeah, if you like kind of rednecks, uh, boobs and bush and crocodiles, then... Yeah, I mean, when you say it like that... <laughs> you could be all over it. But the, the, the hotel owner really gave me um, vibes of Killer Bob from Twin Peaks. Oh, really? And ah, right, okay, yeah, yeah. He really just has this kind of, like, maniacal smile. He's lunging around. He, oh, my God, like, he uses pitchforks. He uses a scythe. Mm. What the fuck has a scythe just chilling out about, you know, at home? Gardeners. Um, <laughs> apparently. I think, to be honest, it's probably realistic considering he's by a swamp. I think, that, but I just, like, as someone who lives in a city... It's not something, <laughs> that just not something you really have, to, have to hand. <laughs> I can understand a pitchfork, you know what I mean? Like, I've got, like, a... I got one of those in the back for like tossing the soil. Uh, that's not a euphemism, um, but like, <laughs> but yeah, and sorry, sorry. that's fine. But I don't have a scythe just hanging about. Do you know what I mean? Like it just seemed odd. But yeah, he was really great, and there was actually much more focus on him than the crocodile. Um, and I really quite liked that. Not that I mind a crocodile at all. I love I love a good kind of croc horror. But um, 
because he was just such a presence on screen and he really just captured my attention like i was quite happy to see more of him you know whatever they wanted to give me like i was i was happy with that kind of thing okay. you know yeah yeah yeah. Oh, good stuff. Uh, what's your next one? It's Eaten Live is on my list of films to watch. I've just checked. I think you'll really like oh, it. Oh, good stuff. Well, there's tits, bush, and <laughs> crocs. There's no bush, but there's uh, some there's some boobs. Oh uh, well. A- ex- <laughs> extra merit there. Um, well, um, I'm going back to the seventies as well. Um, oh, swing, swing. My mate Rob came down for the weekend, and we drank and drank and drank all weekend. Uh, and I said, mate, have you... To the point where we had to postpone this recording by five days because you were feeling so rough. <laughs> well, I've, I've had a headache for the last week. Uh, it's not booze-induced, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's Westworld from 1973. Oh. Now, this spawned the series. Have you, have you seen this film? I haven't seen the film or the series, Ooh. actually. Well, I started watching the series and I kind of got bored and i will re- return back to it but this film um has been in my video um in my vhs uh collection for many years uh i didn't watch it on vhs because <laughs> we don't have a vhs player anymore but watch it on Blu- blu-ray uh it's just a great film it's basically about um two two friends who go um off to a new I would say adult resort where anything can happen and basically you have three choices you either go to Westworld which is Cowboys and Indians um, you go to Roman World where it's obviously the Roman Empire orgies, orgies right. and the like or you go to Medieval World where you can be a knight or a king or along those lines and basically it's just for adults to live out their kind of fantasies in whatever way that you know takes their fancy um so i mean these guys i'm not gonna you know say what what exactly they get up to but, but well uh, yeah they, ba- they basically go to west you can say a bit it's a sentence well, I, I can. I mean, yeah they basically go to westworld um and they're sort of cowboys and they're shoot, shooting around and drinking and fighting and whoring and all that good stuff and uh yeah basically they mess with the wrong um the wrong robot, because there are robots, by the way. The, oh, the, right. uh, the world's full of robots. Oh, yeah, I think I knew and, that. And, uh, yeah, basically there's a, a, a glitch in the programming and the robots start to go wrong. But most but okay. most of the robots uh, basically have burnt out, apart from this one particular cowboy, uh, which hasn't burnt out, uh, which happens to be Yul Brenner, who's quite a menacing-looking chap. Um, yeah, and basically, it's all about your Brenner just <laughs> chasing down uh, uh, Richard Benjamin. Uh, oh, so you go kind of go Terminator, does he? Uh, completely. So this is yeah, 1973. It's before Terminator. Yes, it's well before Terminator, but it's it's it is basically Terminator, but with the great um, storyline that kind of goes with it. It's literally yeah well basically one of my, one of my favorite films that I've, I've always watched over the years so it's a definite bite from me um yeah that's westworld cool, westworld nice. got our first buy it yeah <laughs> yeah as a segment cool 
Um, yeah, that sounds fun, actually. I, I might um, try and check that out Se- next year when I have time. Se- seven out of ten on I- I- IMDb, so that's, oh, that's fair a play. really good, good fair rating. Play. All right, cool. Nice one. Um, so my last one is um, is also a new release. I already know your thoughts on it. Don't care. Um, but this one landed this week. I think it's this week or was it last week? Can't quite remember. On Shudder. And that is Psycho Gorman. Ah, right. And I had uh, checked this out before and um, checked it out again. And it still holds up on the second watch because um, the first watch, sometimes I think when you watch things, they you have that kind of like first watch euphoria almost. Yeah, yeah you know absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, this is amazing. And you kind of don't really pay attention to anything that might be a bit shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go back on second or third watch and you're like, oh, actually, it's not as good as I thought. Oh, that's shit. You know, whatever. Uh, but no, didn't have that with this. Good. Um, it, was, it was really fun. Um, it's a really fucking awesome movie. I think I think maybe I found the main girl a bit annoying. This seems to be a common complaint. And I think I agree. Um, the, the little, the, the, I yeah, the, the little girl. The first time the as well. Girl. but. Yeah, yeah, but on, on second watch, I did kind of find it really annoying just because I knew that this was going to be like... I think my issue with her is that she's very one note. <laughs> and I didn't mean literally. It's not. I don't mind her voice that annoying, but like, I just mean in terms of like her shtick is all very kind of one Aggressive. note. Aggressive. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> oh, God. It, it, oh, my God. It doesn't... Uh, our unofficial tagline for the show. Oh, God. Um... Yeah, I do. I just I find like she's very one note and just the kind of her jokes and things. Like at first it's funny, and then it just kind of like, all right, I get it, I get it, you know. And she just the way that she kind of like gives her brother so much shit is like mm. it's very much almost. It's not. It's not. I wouldn't. Say, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have brothers and sisters, so maybe I'm wrong. But it's kind of to the point because of the way that he reacts to her. It's like bullying. It's not just sibling taking the piss. It's not just winding your brother or your sister up it's actually just kind of getting him down yeah, um yeah, yeah. and like i'm not a, a really a fan of that um but aside from that because that's the thing when i first watched it, i was like oh my god she's hilarious blah blah blah. and then it's kind of near the end it got annoying but because i knew that that was all it was going to be like from her the whole way through i kind of found it a bit annoying from the get-go with the second watch yeah. but um aside from that i absolutely love this film it is so much fun as like this is very 80s i grew up in the 90s primarily i was born in 88 so but it gives me real kind of like power rangers vibes which was so my thing when i was like you know seven eight nine whatever um and you know there's definite like themes of giver and all of that stuff from the 80s and things and it's just this very like assault on the senses it's just like right in your eyes You've got body horror, you've got comedy, you've got insane gore. It's like real splatter. It's so much fun. It's very funny out with the little girl who is actually, to be fair, she is very funny. And I think she does that script very well. But I think it's just the script for her is just a little bit. One OK, yeah, yeah. So I think she does it well. I think it's just, yeah, maybe they could just change it up a little bit for her. But I really like the family. Like I, I've heard some people not really enjoy the family. But just that, just because they are so shit, <laughs> it just makes me yeah. laugh. Um, and I love Psycho Gorman, like PG, he's fucking awesome. The whole kind of like the alien council, 
that whole thing you know like i just from start to finish i am like grinning ear to ear and like yeah it's i'm so glad that it's like available for the masses on shudder because i would recommend i would pretty much recommend it to anyone like even if you're not a huge horror fan i think you'll still find something for it there's nostalgia in it for sure and yes i might well in fact i probably will be like up in it lows because of that nostalgic kind of content but i genuinely think it's really smart it's all practical i think maybe there might be a touch of cgi but like i'm pretty sure it's all practical um you know it's it's just a real balls to the walls fun time um and i think it's so great to see stuff like this coming out now i think you know the world is such a dismal place it's getting better but like for the last year or so it's been pretty horrific um or before even if you really want to go there um <laughs> for the last <laughs> since maybe 2015 2016 don't know really what happened there's a few things that happened in the world you know oh. <laughs> made it pretty awful um but um but yeah, and I think that this kind of film is just—it's the ointment to, yeah. to get you. Yeah, it's, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, I, 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 I know you weren't a huge I, I, fan. Well, I think I, I need to watch it again. In all honesty, um, I don't know. I, I kind of went in expecting something. I don't know, and, and and not many people had seen it either at this stage. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I just didn't. I. I understood what they were going for. I just, I didn't find it funny. And everyone's going, oh, it's hilarious. I just didn't connect with that humour. And... Yeah, I think if you don't, then that is a problem. You know... You're not going to enjoy well, it. You know, I... But it surprised me, though, because that kind of humour seems to be your... Well, be yeah, maybe I was just in a real shit mood. But, I mean, I just... Uh, again, as I say, I think I need to watch it again. Uh, yeah. Uh, I challenge you, Matt, right? Not, like, on a time scale, but at some point... Now we can have people over again. Woohoo! Um, why don't you get like a mate or two round, crack over some beers, put it on. I reckon you'll have a real fun time with it. Yeah, it's prob you're probably right. I watched it on my own and I probably need... Um... Probably in a bad mood. You probably haven't fished anything. <laughs> fished or fisted? <laughs> Either. Both. Fisting the fishes. Dot com. <laughs> oh, there's a website i don't even know if that's a website i was gonna say that i don't want to know if that's actually a website i bet somewhere on the dark hey i'm gonna website. i'm gonna create that website right now that's gonna be your personal website yeah. just don't make it our personal website okay, okay? that's all i ask uh, so anyway yeah no um yeah there was it was good good fun uh well it, well, it, it was good fun I, I could see i could see why everybody else found found it funny um yeah, like, can you appreciate it for what uh, yeah, it is? Even yeah, it your, it, it just, I, as I say, I, I do think I need to see it again because everybody else loves it. And there's only a couple of people, myself, actually, Tim Walker didn't like it, but he doesn't like horror. Tim Walker likes nothing. No, he doesn't like, he just doesn't like horror comedies. Um, I, I love Tim Walker, but I just know that if I like something, he'll hate it. Like, I just, it's just, we seem but, to have, like, the absolute but, but opposite. Then he, but then some of the taste. films he, he loves are just hidden gems so big props to tim walker yeah no he does um, he has a real kind of eye for that I mean, stuff uh, in fairness he, uh, what was that italian one they pointed out to me by the way anyone who's not aware all these random people that we'll just crop up with are all like on the podcast facebook groups and like in our little kind of podcast horror community kind of thing who we interact with like fairly regularly these aren't just like random names people <laughs> 
yeah, like our alter egos. Like, oh, Tim, he's he's, he's a good guy. Imagine, <laughs> actually, imagine that it was just all our alter egos. <laughs> we were we, we were doing a, a McAvoy and had like twenty three personalities all like rocking up, and we just like Duncan's not a real person. <laughs> Graham, <laughs> this is why he can do so much output because one of us will be sleeping and the other one's awake in our heads, putting out all this, of them. That would be absolutely that would be the best podcast ever. I think. <laughs> Just make up some names. Can you just the... and we're just and we're just on the podcast stream, just replying under different profiles that we've created for ourselves. So it's just the two of us talking about our own alter egos. Oh my god, I think that's the most sad, loneliest thing I think I've ever heard. Pretty awesome. I tell you what, our other personalities are so cool. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, uh, hell's bells. I really, I wish, I like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. I love our listeners. Yeah. And I love everyone who participates. But I would kind of wish that was a thing. <laughs> How fucking sad would that be? <laughs> if no, nobody existed. <laughs> goodness i was watching uh obviously video drone for our show earlier and i was like and there's a whole thing in there about how it touches on you know that theory of how there's no one else it's just every everything around you is just in your head oh. imagine if that was true <laughs> i've just made you up God. you think i have made up something cooler <laughs> i'm just hallucination <laughs> So much fun. When we're talking through a microphone, just listen to yourself. Talking to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the idea of us just like on our phone. Like we've got, oh my gosh, we've got like, we've got like, we're like the uh, the architect or whatever in the Matrix with all these screens and we've got these different profiles and we're just spinning from one screen to the next, replying to ourselves in like threads on the chat. Oh, right. Well, anyway, anyway, so Tim, we have an actual podcast to record. So yeah. Anyway, what were you saying about Tim, Tim Walker? Isn't number twenty-one? Isn't my alter ego? Uh, <laughs> he's an actual person. <laughs> Tim recommended. He's a real person. <laughs> Can confirm. He. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't work makeup on today. <laughs> Ruined. Oh, so funny. Oh. Anyway, right, we got to, we got to go oh, on for the no, show. We've still got another one of these to go yet. What was what were you saying about Tim? Tim was saying, oh, he didn't like Psycho Gorman either. Yeah. That's good. Oh. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that the, that was it. This, that was oh. it. That was. Oh, <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, in case you can't tell, that's a buy it from me. Oh. You know the film we were talking about 20, 20 minutes ago, Psycho Gorman. Go check it out. It's on Shudder. Buy it. Buy it. 
definite buy it when it comes out on actual physical release i will be buying that bad boy i don't think it is yet oh, it, it certainly is out in the states already it's not here yet though uh but i will be i think that and um snatches would make a really great double bill if you guys haven't seen snatches that is available on blu-ray out everywhere i think it's def- i mean it definitely is in the uk because i have it um and it's <laughs> it's that kind of like horror comedy with lots of blood spatter and body horror and insane oh that's stuff. right yeah yeah the um so like i'm not going to talk anymore about that because it's yeah, that's fine but like those two i think would just make if you had like a whole bunch of mates around and you had like a whole night and you just wanted to watch a couple of films in a row psycho gorman and, and snatches are, good, are, are good good pairing yeah yeah i, can, uh, I get mm-hmm. that i get that yeah right what is your oh, last one God. um I know, I'm quite yeah, happy now. Just dumb me in. Um, <laughs> have another bit of my thought. Have well. a bit of that. Almost finished. Um, I felt like going gritty. Mm. So I, okay. I went through my list of films um, and I looked through for anything that said extreme next to it. Uh, extreme. extreme! So I came across, um, not literally, headless. <laughs> <laughs> Literally wasn't thinking oh, that right. at all. Thanks so much for clarifying. Just in case anybody thought that was going to be the just case. Just in case anyone um, else. He- headless <laughs> from 2015. Uh, which the what now? Headless. It's called headless. Is that happening in the summer series? I'll be honest. I actually no, haven't listened to the no, final. No, it's not. Oh no, no it isn't. No, no, no. It's it's not going to get anywhere <laughs> in any, any list. Just but, anywhere but in life. The extreme. Yeah. It's, it's basically about some deranged dude who goes around getting hold of women and torturing them and then cutting them up and doing things to their bodies. Y- yeah. Sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. You have this on DVD? No, 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 no. I, I found it out there. It's out there. Out there in the out dark there web. In the dark web. Um, it, it, how did you? How did you find it? Like, how how did that come to your attention? Well, somebody sort of obviously had recommended it. So I mean, That's my list is basically films that other people have recommended over the years. So it could it could literally right. have been anybody. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Because you were saying you had like eight hundred and thirty odd. That's right, exactly. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so somebody had obviously said, "Oh, this is a really good film." Um, yeah, <laughs> you've it, now stricken it. It really <laughs> is not. I mean, I, I tend to put a, a name next to who's recommended it as well. By the way, uh, oh, you have it. But I have it on this case. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just not. If, if you're really into. Ex- I mean, okay, the gore's very good. The practical effects are excellent. Uh, you hope they're effects. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it's... You haven't been just recommended it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it just it sounds to me like it just hasn't got a lot of plot. Do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 really, it really isn't, there. hasn't. It's just some dude just going around grabbing hold of various different women and then, uh, yeah. Matt's recommending a snuff film here, people, and he doesn't even realise it. <laughs> Well, considering he's going to say bin it. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the yeah, bin it. So. No. Yeah. Not when he, when he, you know, takes down his, his pants and sticks his penis into the throat cavity of the beheaded corpse, that's when I'm like, nah, sorry. That's your line, is it, Matt? That, that's my pull line. That's when I go out on the... Uh... That's where you pull out. <laughs> I bet he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I bet he didn't. 
So, yeah, more gore than you can possibly imagine. Shake your penis out. <laughs> Shake your penis so that's headless from 2015. That's a big fat bin it. That's a bin it from me before I've even yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't make anybody watch that. But I mean, you know, there are people who like that kind of thing. There's an audience. I bet, do you know what? I bet, Tru- I bet Trudy's all like, do you know what? I'm adding that to my list. You know what? Actually, I bet Trudy's already fucking seen it. <laughs> Trudy, let us know if you've seen it. Wasn't she watching um, 100 Days of Sodom? <laughs> yeah, she was. So <laughs> she put her husband. Dude, like he'd just be like he's not like a I don't think from what I can gather he's not like he's like a horror fan but he's not like a, a real kind of like nasty horror fan you know and he's just like going oh yeah do you, you want to watch a movie and she's just gone yeah do you want to watch this <laughs> do you want to watch 100 Jesus Days of Sodom Christ. and he's having no idea what it is and how does she phrase it and she phrase it as like historical <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and it's just like Trudy <laughs> Like we're all laughing, but seriously, that poor bloke. Poor bloke. Having... But he's got a good sense of humour by all the counts, uh, so that that's lucky. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch um, rape, shit, and piss. Oh, Christ. No. Or kids. Oh either. God, yeah. Like, have, have you have yeah. you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I have this thing right where I, <laughs> where if I'm too like I know that I will never watch that voluntarily. I'll like, but I kind of do want to. I'm kind of. I don't want to say intrigued, that's maybe the wrong word, but I kind of want to find out what the fuss is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course it is. There's, yeah. I'll like, I'll like look it all up on IMDb and I'll check out the parental guide stuff or like what happens in it and like, I'll check out the trivia as well because like, like, so for example, on 100 Days of Sodom in the trivia, it says that actually it was really lighthearted on set and they kept the kids like laughing all the time and, you know, they didn't, yeah, like it was really chilled out on set and everyone was just having a really great time. So like, even if I did watch that film, I'd probably be like, oh, well, you know, but in between scenes, they're having a great time. I I think, I think I watched half an hour and uh, yeah, I I turned it off. I was like, not not, not because like, oh my God, I can't watch this. I just like, I, I can't actually be bothered um yeah i i think i will watch it um yeah because like there are days you think you know what come on push it <laughs> do you know what i mean push push the boundaries watch stuff that you yeah. don't want to watch uh, as such yeah. um yeah i think it's just human nature yeah, human like, human nature me, i don't mind if things <clears throat> yeah i don't i say i don't mind like i'll still it'll still affect me in things but like i'll watch I'll willingly watch things that I know are gonna like, as you say, sort of push me, but I just need to know that it's for a reason. Like what I just don't appreciate is when, and this is why, like I know that you're gonna bring up Terrifier at some point for me to watch and that's fine. I'll go in with, I'll go in with open mind. And you know what, if I like it, then I will, I will fully hold my hands up and say I was wrong about all my like pre judgments or whatever. But like, for me, I just feel like that is fine if you wanna be going at it in whatever capacity, but let it be for mm. a reason. Like, let it be because it's going to lead to something or let it be because that's yeah, yeah, itself, these yeah. okay. events. I don't need it. I just, what I just don't like is gore. Okay. Of gore because I'm just like, well, that's just, there's no intelligence well, behind that. There's this no... this is where I'm going to defend Terrify in that it's not one of those films. It, it's okay. not one of those kind of gore for the sake of gore, if that makes sense. Yes, it is. It is very okay. gory and it is extreme, but it's got it's it's got dark comedy it's 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 got a lot it's not like this headless thing this headless thing is just like for it's just nasty, it's just nasty for the for it's the for the, for the sake a, of being nasty 
Yeah, that's what I don't. I don't like your things when they're mean spirited. For yeah. No reason. I think you can be gory or whatever and stuff, and that's fine as long as there's a reason or it kind of goes with the film in terms of like. I don't know, like, but not in the way that headless sounds. I think like headless to me sounds. It, it is. It is. Yeah. And no it, 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 it's like uh, the guinea pig series. I don't know if you've heard of those. Like, it's, it's yeah just it. don't bother it's i mean yeah you wouldn't appre- I, I didn't appreciate it either it's just like nah turn this yeah. off but like for example with like irreversible that is one of the in fact that's the hardest film i've ever had to watch that was like i cried during i had that's, to watch that's a, and a very very tough scene to to watch yeah. for anybody anybody like for any yeah like you know um and in fact like <sighs> I was gonna, I'm not going to say it. Okay, so it was part of like a, a T-Putz cast watch party. So we all, every kind of Thursday, we all get together and watch I know, things. when I heard you doing that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like every Thursday. It's so much fun. Um, but anyway, so one of the times, it was because I wanted to watch it for the summer series last year. And uh, Duncan was like, well, tell you what, why don't we watch this cast party? Because you might find it better in a group. I d- Jesus. <laughs> and from what I knew, I was like, really? You want me to watch this with other people? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I see why, though, because there's like a camaraderie in it. And like afterwards, after that scene, like he was just checking in with everyone. Are you all right? Are you okay? <laughs> Are you all right? And I was like, because you can't hear, like he has like on cast, it's like they only have the host that can speak. Everyone else has this like message bar on the side and we just all type in our messages. And he's going like, is everyone okay? Everyone, and everyone's kind of going, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. And he's like, Kate, okay, are you okay? And I'm like sobbing and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that film, <clears throat> it, you need that. You need to go through that because of everything else that happens around it. For you to get the full impact of that film and what it's trying to say and all of the things that you realise on second watches and things like that where it's like, I'm not going to say in case anyone hasn't, but there's something that happens near the beginning which kind of like... Whoa. Yeah, whoa. It's like, oh. Wow. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, that, but also just kind of like, oh, fucking hell. Like, if anyone's seen it and knows what I mean, like, you'll know what I mean. If you don't, I won't say watch it because it's horrific, but... If you have intended to watch it, like maybe go back on a second watch and rewatch the, mm. the kind of first bit of brutality because you'll realise something that just makes this film even harder to take. Um, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. But I won't say what. I mean, I, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, yeah. But it's worth it. You need that full impact to appreciate everything else. That that film would not work if you only heard about it or it was a loop yeah to yeah yeah or, you, 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 know what I mean? you absolutely yeah and i think it's a a film that everybody should watch horror you know horror files should watch really mm. because you, I, I would say you disagree mm, i would mm, not in terms of probably what you're saying but i think that we do have a responsibility here it's triggering there is if anyone doesn't know about what irreversible is there is i think it's something like a nine minute or 12 minute it's a long 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 anal rape scene and it is brutal and the camera doesn't pan away it just stays on this rape and she's being beaten and it's horrible it is the worst thing i have ever seen in my Mm -hmm. life and that will not be for everyone, and that will not be okay for everyone to watch. So I wouldn't say that everyone no, should watch okay. it. But I think if you can, if you think you can watch that, 
then watch it because yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, all right that's, it's that's a fair fantastic enough. film fair overall. Enough. i think yeah yeah do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. i just think like you i agree i agree i agree it's it, it is it's one of those films which um a lot of people would just literally say no i mean actually it was mentioned on the summer series last year and i think it was uh, it's the witch. Yeah, it's like, nah, mate, nah. Yeah, the witch nah, just, was so just, just angry. Nah, just fucking nah, nah, nah. Yeah, he was so angry at having to watch that film. And I can understand that mm. reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can. Um, but I would, I would just say going steady with that film. But if you are someone who really appreciates cinematography and theme and just in, uh, like original and unique film concepts yeah then i would say if you think you can handle that scene then watch it or even if you don't think you can handle all of all, all of it as long as you kind of get that impact and you feel the need to forward the rest of that scene mm-hmm. no like that's, that's like, fine yeah, yeah, again, yeah of course you could you could do it. that yeah yeah for sure for sure because i i understand the impact of it that just, scene yeah i don't need to watch no, that that's again. Fair enough. i would just forward it yeah. you know if I watched it again, but yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, there's that. But <clears throat> but yeah, something like headless though. Fuck that noise. Something something like what <laughs> she says without having something seen like it. What? Something like headless. Oh, I see. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah. Go on. We... Like as she says without having seen it, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> but, don't bother uh, with that. But from what I can tell, like I have no interest That's in watching that. Been it. Right, yeah. go on. We need to get a shift on. Right then. We've been hour and twenty twelve. Let's crack on. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> right, horror movie news. There's uh, thankfully there's very little in the horror movie news zone. Well, not thankfully. We always want something well, to be going on, but I suppose for our timing. Uh, <laughs> People haven't already tuned out. It's all right. Um, going to, uh, new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise, is going straight to HBO Max. Plot plot yes. details revealed. Uh, is that something that you're keen to watch hell yeah i fucking love the evil dead films i have yet to watch ask versus evil dead the tv series it's been on my watch list forever and i will watch it i'll try and watch it soon um primarily because this is coming out and i don't know if there'll be anything linked to it but um i love the original films uh i've got them all on blu-ray and they're so fucking good yeah totally so yeah we'll definitely be checking this one out um do you want to hear the the gunf or not really do they yeah. Oh, all right, I'll be quick. Um, announced last year, the next Evil Dead movie entitled Evil Dead Rise. And we've learnt from Variety this afternoon that the movie is going to be heading straight to HBO Max. Produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead Rise is set up at New Line Cinema and in the director's chair this time round is Lee Cronin from The Hole in the Ground. See, that is just a recipe for fuck yeah get it in my eyeballs you've got bruce campbell and sam raimi on board you've got new line cinema fuck yeah and then you've got <coughs> lee cronin who i don't know if you've seen the hole in the ground but i have I yeah really, yeah really, really yeah, like yeah. that film i thought it was really cool so yeah i am 100 percent on board for that yeah that should be good variety details the next chapter in the saga builds off the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot Evil Dead Rise moves the action yeah. out of the woods and into the city. The, twist, the twisted oh. tale centers on two estranged sisters, portrayed by Alyssa Sutherland and L- Lily Sullivan, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into prim- primal battle for survival 
as they face the most nightmarish version of family nightmarish version of family imaginable. Oh. So sure. there we go. That sounds interesting. It does, doesn't it, Jess? I actually didn't know any of that bits uh, about what it was, sort of where it was going to be located and stuff. So that was cool. I'm glad I got the Yeah, guts. exactly. Now, there's actually only other one other bit uh, which I found in the news. I'm just going to find it. Um, it's about the ethereal... Oh, for sakes. Play the iPads. Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la. <laughs> Say that bit, ooh la la. <laughs> where is it, where is it? Come, come forward, my little pretty. <laughs> so I've got my earphones in and that's right in my ear and that's really creepy. <laughs> oh yeah, that bit red. Oh yeah, that bit red. <laughs> Just bear with me. Uh, oh, here we go. Right. <clears throat> you found it? I have. The, the Ethereum Film Festival's 2021 lineup will stream exclusively on Shudder. Oh, that's mm. cool. There is, I thought that's pretty cool. It'd be quite decent to have a film festival on, you know, exclusively on Shudder. Um, yeah, announced yeah. today, this year's Etheria Film Festival, which I hadn't heard of before. No, I haven't uh, heard of it. The lineup will stream exclusively on Shadow beginning from Friday, June 25th, and running through to July 25th. What? Yeah. This year's festival, the world's most respected annual showcase of horror, science fiction. That we've never heard of. <laughs> well, exactly. We're so on the pulse. <laughs> That's not me saying like, oh, well, we haven't heard of it. How good it can be? That's just uh, me saying we're, we're, we're clearly shit. The, the world's most respected uh, unknown annual oh, showcase. Okay, well, that makes sense. We're not remotely respectable, so you know. Uh, that's... Uh, oh, it is a f- all films directed by women. Hell's yes. Will feature nine short films and honor the Walking Dead showrunner and executive producer Angela Kang. With the 2021 Ethere Inspiration Award given annually to a person in the entertainment industry who has inspired women to pursue careers working in genre film and television. Aces, absolutely brilliant. I am. A, I'm gonna. Well, exactly. What, I'm watching all of that just in. There you in go. I thought you'd like that. Else. Yes, I do like that. Fuck yeah, female representation. Um, yeah, I, I'm all for that as well. Um, the 2021 Ethere Film Festival. Uh, lineup includes The Fourth Wall, uh, Narrow, You Will Never Be Back, Bootstrapped, Bootstrap Mis- Misfits, The Grey, Polvertron 500, Eye Exam, and Who Goes There. So they're all these. Oh, Eye Exam sounds horrific already. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't oh, it just? that sounds horrific already. I just watched um, Would You Rather for uh, in, in prep for the summer series. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not my first watch. It's my second watch. <clears throat> I'm not going to say anything about whether I like it or not. But there is, there's some, eye, like, it's not real savage eye trauma, but it's enough, it's looted enough to, for it still to be wince worthy. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. that just went, my mind just went straight there. <clears throat> um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no. Is not fun. <laughs> As someone who has to stick her fingers in her eyes several times a day because she wears mm. contacts, like the thought of... It's not a good move. Oh, no. No. 
so, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it uh, news-wise. But I, I thought that was that uh, was pretty good. That's some good news. That is some good news. Some and good um, news. yeah, like, is the official? Do you say at all when the official lineup's going to be posted? That no, that is the official lineup. Those, oh, that's just it. That's everything. That's all the short. Uh, well, the Ethereum film short film lineup includes. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they actually say if they're doing any more. Like oh, right. featuring okay. films, or maybe just short films. I think I don't know. Oh, maybe. Um, if but anyone it, knows anything more about this, feel free to like post up on the page, or like send stuff to us to post up on the page. Just because, like, I would be quite interested in following this a little bit, and we obviously know nothing about this film festival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as our no, lack of knowledge clearly ne- Never heard of it before. Never. No. Heard of it. So, if but, anyone is more familiar, I'm sure there probably is someone. Um, what, let us know. At a later day, we can all go to the website www.etheriafilmnight.com. Yeah, okay, cool. So we can post a bit about that and stuff and just get people kind of on it because I think, like, the more we support, like, different representation and diversity within yeah, movies, absolutely. not just horror, because horror and fair play is actually one of the more um, socially progressive genres in terms of not even just in front of the camera, like, what's happening on screen, but also behind the camera too. But there's still, like, long, 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 long ways to go. So if we can, like support that that would be awesome and um you know and it's definitely i you know for me i would say it's definitely worth your kind of like five pounds per month oh absolutely, on absolutely. yeah hey even it, if you cancel it straight afterwards and they may even still have like that hunky boys <laughs> 30 day free trial in honor of psycho gorman which yeah. if you've seen psycho gorman uh, you'll recognize hunky boys and if you haven't that's an hila- a hilarious gag uh, which you should check that movie out for, if nothing else. But um, but but for five quid or but for five, five dollars, you know I mean? and you're going to get all this exclusive content. They like, they will go and get some more stuff, so it's, yeah. it's it's well worth supporting for sure. Fuck yeah! And again, Shudder's not you know it's not uh, like you know paying us or anything. It's purely off our own bats. Shudder's a really really yeah. really great platform, so you should get involved if you're a remotely a horror fan. And um, yeah, so that's it. That's mm. the news. What is happening in the bargain bin? Oh, now. Now you're going to love this. You're going to love oh, this Oh, you sound page. excited. I, you know what? I opened up the app today and I was like, holy shit. Ooh, I've so, got like butterflies in my stomach now. Let's go. This might be because of all the cider I've just done. Okay, but... I'm going to go backwards because I'm going to oh. the, I'm gonna go get to the oh, good Oh, you're building st- the anticipation. Sorry. Uh, Oz, uh, Australia, Hellraiser, the original Hellraiser, $10, uh, Aussie dollars, and 39 cents. Nice. Cents? Nice. 39 cents. Um, and Hellraiser 2 <laughs> is two. 10 do- Aussie dollars, 39 cents as well. Nice. And then you got Night of the Creeps, uh, 11 Aussie dollars and 99 cents. How'd you like that? That was actually your best accent so far. Hey, I mean, it's not. That's not saying much, but it's. That's, I'm, oh, hey, that's I'm, I think I'm pretty damn good. You think that? I think that. So I'm going nice. to continue with my apologies to any of our Australian listeners, mainly the witch, because I'm going to be on an episode with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he's in one of my years on the summer series, oh, so, nice. so um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell me like, "Oh, that mate, it's fucking awful." What an asshole! What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be wrong. Um, <laughs> Canada, Doctor Sleep, uh, fifteen Canadian dollars and ninety-nine cents. Okay. Uh, 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 Creepshow 2, $16.42. Uh, 
Nice. Host from 2020, $17.94. That's got a Blu-ray release, is it? Yes, it has. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I might have to get that. I know it's on Shudder, but still. It's yeah, right, no, you know, I, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like that too. Yeah. Sure. Uh, USA. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping the Europeans this, this week. There's nothing good there, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh. Um, uh, and, and unfortunately, there isn't a Ghanaian or a South, South African section either. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because we have listeners in, like, South Africa and Ghana and stuff. Big hi ups. there. Hi, hi, Thank guys. you so I'm much. Well. I have no idea how you found our little show, but, like, we really appreciate it. So thanks so much for listening. Absolutely. But uh, I apologize if there's nothing I can there's nothing supply there. there. So, anyway. The app doesn't go there, does it? Uh, USA, does it? happy death day to you. Uh, $7.50. Uh-huh. It comes at night, $7.50. And Antebellum, which was a bit... Mm-hmm. Some people like some people didn't. I haven't seen it. Uh, I think it's worth a watch, but... Mm, yeah. Uh, that, which country are we in now, America? Uh, yeah, USA. Okay. Uh, $9.96. Now, nah, for the UK. I'm going to work backwards. Uh, Grave Encounters 2. £4.15. Okay. I'm on that. Jaws, £4.13. Fair play. By the way, this is, as you, everybody knows, this is all Amazon. I'm not sponsored by Amazon, I'll say it again. But anyway, look, yeah, £4.13 for Jaws. That's almost insulting for Jaws, I feel. Oh, Blu ray. Oh, you're going to melt on this one. <laughs> <laughs> melt? St. Maud. £3.98. Fuck off! No fucking about. £3.98. Fuck off, because I paid full fucking price for that. I know, so did I. That's horrific. Surely not. It is. Straight up. That's terrible. That film is worth every single penny of that that I spent on it. Yeah. Or whatever it was. I'm not entirely sure. But it was definitely not £3. £3.98. I know. I'm insulted. That's awful but it's so bloody good for, uh, for that price so good like if you're not buying that after hearing this then what is up with you because god yeah. damn it that's such a great film and, yeah ugh. alien three pound 91 the original alien oh, come on yeah jeez it gets better alien covenant three pound 53 i haven't seen covenant i don't all right what do you have to buy for three pound 53 done <sighs> Fucking why not eh Curse of La Lorna. Is that, wait, is that the... That's the is, 2019 version. Yeah, there's two, though. Is that... Yeah, it's the, the 2019 the, version. Not yeah, the, still not, two. Oh, is that? Yeah, still the, two from that No. Year. Okay, so the, the latter... Is it the American one, or is it the... Oh. I want to say South American. Oof. Like the... I, I, I can't answer that, unfortunately. Who's, I, it, who's on the lineup? Who's starring? Oh, I don't know. You got Linda Cardellini in it. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to say it's two pound fifteen, so you can just bloody well buy it. <laughs> two pound fifteen, fair play. Two pound fifteen, just buy it. It doesn't, no. matter, it doesn't matter that price. With free well, I've postage. got it. I've got. I've got it either free on Now TV if it's the American one, or I've got it free on Shudder if it's not. So. <laughs> but two pound fifteen, just buy the DVD. Then you got it for life. There you go. Yeah. Right. Now, what about this? All right. This is. Sil- John Roll. Silence of the Lambs. 
two pounds and three pence. Oh, oh, I'm getting that because, because, and I'll tell you for why, I only ever had the DVD and that's fucking gone missing. There you go. So I will get that bad boy on Blu-ray and that is also making me angry because that film is worth, like, ten times that at least. But even so, what a bloody bargain. I, 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 it is. It's, it's a great film. I, I'm but, literally going to do that as soon as we get off this recording. Well, That's I, I tried to buy it, but it wouldn't deliver to my address. What? <laughs> and I thought, what have I done wrong now? Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> You're blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> what did one of your other personalities do? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Such a liability. I ordered it under the name Graham McLeish. <laughs> And uh, they wouldn't send it up to uh, <laughs> Scotland, so... Yeah, well, that's understandable, you know. I've heard it's a bit rough around there. <laughs> Jokes. Um, fucking love Scotland. I'll move there in a second. Um, all right, cool. Is that everything? Yeah, that's everything. Schwing, schwing. Right. Schwing, Shall we move on to our event? <laughs> Finally, our main feature. <laughs> Let's do it. Finally. Cool. So the first one is your pick. So we will play a trailer and that is for, do you want to tell the list, lovely listeners what that's for? Uh, I will do indeed. It is the film Videodrome. Oh my God. Did you forget your own pick? No. I no. just I'm just having to change change laptops because the ones just run out of power. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were buying for time while you quickly checked what film you had selected. <laughs> what film did I, I pick? Was like, dude. No, it's uh, David Cronenberg's 1983 Videodrome. Well done. So cool. Here's the trailer, and then we'll be back afterwards for lots of talking about that. Why would anybody watch a scum show like Videodrome? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He has been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. <laughs> I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality. Soon, his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh. Videodrome is seducing Max Wren. subjects has returned to normality television can change your mind videodrome will change your body long left the new flesh it will shatter your reality videodrome starring deborah harry and james woods a shocking new vision from the creator of scanners coming soon to a theater near you from universal pictures cool 
so you'll have just heard the trailer hope you all enjoyed it and uh cool yeah so do you have the page up to talk about i the do indeed yeah Yay. uh the synopsis from imdb a programmer at a tv station that specializes in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast cool and who you said it was david cronenberg directed directed by david cronenberg starring uh james woods sonia smith smith uh deborah harry peter dvorsky uh leslie carlson drac creeley lynn gorman julia Carner, reiner schwartz david bolt i think we go i think we're yeah going yeah but, but hang on some people go oh my god that's my mum that's lally kadju <laughs> well there you go there's lally kadju and that is your mum and she was in video drama 1983 all right brilliant cool i'm so <laughs> <laughs> there's this ul- another alter ego going on <laughs> Because that's definitely not my mum's name. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> pretty, sure, pretty sure she also wasn't in Videodrome as well, for the record. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. IMDb have got a weird setup now, haven't they? It is a bit bizarre. It's kind of gone. They've changed it up, but I'm not sure if I like it. Um, Can we get the cool. trivia? Let's go with the trivia. Trivia, trivia. So, <clears throat> you ready? <clears throat> uh, so... One of the requirements for Canadian filmmaking is that the budget has to be spent within the calendar year. So they had started well within time, but there was lots of delays to do with funding and pre-production stuff. So shooting didn't actually begin until October and David Cronenberg hadn't even finished the script. Um, Yeah, so he was writing the script as they went along Mm. because they had to get it all crammed in in like two months. So, yeah, you'd think with all the pre-production stuff, he'd have had loads of time to write it, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, apparently on that note, David Cronenberg, according to James Woods, he only writes at night, never during the day. Um, because images for his films will come to him in his dreams and nightmares. Yeah, I, I can see that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, so, you know the video during TV, the one that he kind of communicates with, uh, Nikki with yeah yeah so that was made with lots of layers of I don't know whatever it's made from um, they didn't uh, specify oh oh what when it, when it comes out of the TV they no like the frame of it you oh know, right got, okay like, that big kind of clunky because it's like the 80s or whatever like they've got that big clunky frame yeah um and like the way that it moves and stuff, because they have to have like all these layers to sort of get the texture of it, so when it sort of undulates and whatever, the way it does. Um, and it was made meticulously across the four sides that we see, you know, the back, the sides and the top. But if one layer was wrong, they'd have to start the process all over again. And it took them apparently about four or five times to get it right. And then they got one time to the final layer and they fucked it up, meaning that they had to start all over again. Um, yeah and uh on that note the sort of pulsing in the veins and things Mm. that was achieved by using a keyboard to push air through tubes underneath the surface ah that's really cool it's cool right tell you what practical effects man they fucking blow my mind um so the gun coming out of the tv we're going to like some effects trivia now on that note the gun coming out the tv is like that white noise yes yeah um so that was done through a series of um like graduating like f- filters 
I guess. Um, and apparently the hardest part was convincing, it's pretty easy apparently, and the hardest part of that whole thing was convincing production to grant an additional $300 that wasn't within budget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so the brain matter that explodes out of the Videodrome TV in the final scene. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to hazard a guess as to what that was made out of? Um, oh, dead animals. Uh, from, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sheep and pig guts. Yeah, it looked kind of like that. Yeah. And the lo- so the location manager, so they didn't have that, like, Shit. they had to kind of sort it out. Obviously, it's not just something you have. Um, uh, so, yeah, the location manager, David Coatesworth, went to this slaughterhouse that just happened to be, like, across the road from the set. Um, and they asked the owners, like, whether it'd be okay to have some viscera. Awful. awful. <laughs> yeah, awful. For their film. Fully expecting to be turned away. Instead... I'm laughing, but this is pretty fucking horrific in fairness. Oh. The guy just turns around and says, go away and come back in 15 minutes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, literally, they were like, okay, guys, can yeah. we just cut up some of those animals? I'm just going to just... put some earphones in because I do not need to hear that. Yeah, like... Scoop it up, stick it in some bags and give it to David Cronenberg and his crew. Is literally oh. what happened. So David, not David Cronenberg, but David Coatesworth, uh, he returns 15 minutes later as instructed and they give him these three green sacks of fresh guts. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, but the shoot though, they didn't need it for another couple of weeks. Oh no. So they had these guts just waiting around on no. set for like three weeks in these bags. Oh, no. And so when they opened up the bags, <laughs> the stench was absolutely horrific. That yeah. is disgusting. Absolutely it's disgusting. So that that would that would just yeah. Yeah, like apparently the entire room just cleared. Like everyone just ran out before they vomited everywhere. And like when the shooting, so like, when the shooting of that scene um, happened, they shot like the guts and stuff. They they shot it out of like an air cannon. Yeah, um, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, but the first take didn't work. And they just had this one stray bit of sheep gut splasher across. Like, James Wood, across. in fact, James Wood's face. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it just splattered against one of the camera lesen- lenses, oh. and like that was it. Like there was like nothing. And they'd already so basically because of this time constraint, they were they had technically up until Christmas Eve, but they wanted to get everything done by Christmas Eve because you know everyone wants to be home for Christmas, right? So it meant that they were working really long days to try and sort of like cram it all in. And this was the day before Christmas Eve and they'd already been working for over 12 hours that day and resetting it for take two took six hours. And so the set designer and the effects guy and everything were so determined for it to work, like they could not reset again. It would drive everyone, like everyone just go mental. They set the air cannon pressure like just as high as it would go, and luckily it worked. Second time Bloody hell. is a charm. But the next day, the location manager that I uh, mentioned before, David Coatesworth, like he had a Christmas dinner, like Christmas Eve dinner with his family and stuff, and apparently his brother said that he passed out in his suit from tiredness. He can't remember doing that, <laughs> but one thing that apparently he does know is that he still had the smell of guts and things still in his nostrils. Oh. Yeah, that's fun, right? Uh, what else? What else we got? So, um, the original ending um, was apparently this sort of weird sex scene between Nikki and Max using their hands. 
that have like mutated into sexual organ type things mm -hmm. like to the point where the prosthetics had been created they had been molded and everything and they were literally on the verge of shooting and then Cronenberg just comes running in and he's just like don't put them on yet I've got a better ending <laughs> like, um, can you imagine how annoying that would be see I uh, yeah I oh I could ooh, I could kind of like to see the, like to see that yeah, well you would alternative <laughs> ending well I think everybody would not just me I just I don't need to see hands fucking honestly I think well just, if they've mutated into something else then I think like, maybe you would maybe perhaps not though not if it's going to be Cronenberg directing I don't need to see porn by hentai version just no <laughs> no thank you alright each um, their own <laughs> yeah indeed <laughs> indeed uh, so uh, this is kind of fun this is kind of like gave me throwbacks to some of the trivia we had last time in was it last time? Fuck, I can't remember. In Carrie, whatever we were doing before. Um, so the puppeteers. Uh, so if like, for example, after the death of... Um, oh, fuck my life. I can't remember his name now. Fucking... James the guy Woods. whose face kind of goes all weird and all of the brains and stuff and all of the like the cancerous... Oh, Bri the guy who plays Brian Oblivion. Yeah, that that uh, dude. No, not no, him. No, when they shoot him. The other guy. No? The com oh god, I've got his name. Hold on. Oh wait, no, no I've gone down to my other notes. Um, we, fucking we, 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 now. We've seen you on about. It's the one where he goes in and he shoots him several times in the chest. Oh, and he shoots his his buddies. Uh, no, that's the ones. It that's um, a bit. That's not them. Oh, goodness sakes. It is Convex. That's the guy. Convex. Yeah, so he goes in and shoots Convex. And then he has all of, like, the cancerous stuff kind of explode his head and things. So in that scene, they had, like, all of these um, puppeteers. Because obviously that's not him. <laughs> it's like a, a model. Ah, uh, 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 yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, of and course. so underneath that stage, they have all the puppeteers and stuff. Like, And so they moving, were covered in moving blood. Moving his flesh. About. moving his flesh around yeah exactly and like oh, pushing my stuff word. through that is so, an amazing bit of it's so good effort. right it's great great so so good uh but yeah so they would i mean not just that scene but lots of other scenes uh where they would you know do puppeteering um but they would often be covered in like lots of blood and things after shooting and they would be covered in that same sort of like corn syrup blood um that was really really sticky as we sort of established in that other episode and they also that they would have to go back to their hotel like that and so they would be like you know covered from head to toe in this all like sticky red blood like substance walking through the lobby of this really posh hotel like they'd just come from like a huge accident or killing spree or something and then you'd have like all of these guests and like you know their mink fur coats and stuff and whatever just like Ooh, looking like what absolutely bloody hell is going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh and i i wish i could have seen that because that would make me laugh a that'd lot. be cool yeah um so uh yeah what else okay so um apparently uh this is the last couple of bits now so apparently debbie harry was interested in the role because she wanted to break away from her pop persona of blondie she wanted to do something a little bit more gritty and a little less you know great choice innocent yeah, I think she's great choice. She's not in it too often, but when she is, fucking great. Mm. Yeah, and totally she's agree. Babe, total babe. Um, and then lastly, James Wood, James Woods, rather, sorry, uh, calls Cronenberg on one of the strangest minds he's ever encountered. 
and I would probably not disagree. I'd probably agree with that statement entirely. But apparently he's a really nice guy, like really like nice and friendly and relaxed and just very Joe Normal and apparently as well James Woods was really like surprised at this because he was like you cannot be the guy who made like scanners or whatever you know um he was really like yeah i can see that but i mean i mean but james woods i think i think he comes across as as actually a nice guy he's actually a shitbag is he i don't know is he yeah oh my gosh yeah he's really like he's a trump supporter let's just put it that way is he really yeah, he's been really outspoken on like ask Darren Wilson of Psychomatic. Oh Podcast. my word! Well, yeah, I, he's I'm... turned into an absolute douche, and it's really pissed me off because I like a lot of his films. Holy shit! I am so surprised. And yeah, right. Because he always seems like such a nice guy. That's really disappointing. Okay. It really is, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's very kind of like, you know, let me should say like very conservative. Christ, I'm very surprised. You think with a very disarming smile like that, he would be a lovely guy, right? I, I, I don't know. It's weird in this whole film. He just comes across as a, like a like a <laughs> left left wing sleazebag. <laughs> don't make sense. Of which I, there are many. <laughs> no, but do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, just like very kind of open and very just sort oh of like yeah, each their own kind of okay. Kind of person I mean, and, that's the and ca- the fact that he's worked on like Family Guy and things. That's, and yeah, that's the character. Yeah, I it guess, surprised but... me too, but yeah, apparently wow. so. Like his tweets say otherwise. So oh. unless he's been hacked or unless he's had like the you know aliens have come in and taken over or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Next. I'm very very surprised. Very surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame, but you know, he's still a great actor and things. And mm. I think if you can separate, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's done anything. He's not like a kind of guy to be like cancelled in the respect that he's done anything, so to speak. But mm. in terms of his like political and social like social viewpoints, I do not agree. But yes. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, have you have you seen this before? Yes, I watched Videodrome. Oh, Go on, say say it. What? Save for the teapots. No, it wasn't, actually. Ah. Cause there were, it's funny, because we did just do like a big Cronenberg um, stint on Movie Club. Um, and uh, the okay. video dream wasn't on it, because it's a film that everyone's seen, and Duncan always likes to go a little bit like, you know. Skew whiff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit skew whiff. Um, but I'll tell you what, so I watched... Cronenberg, I watched, I watched Videodrome and the only works that I'd seen of Cronenberg at that point was The Fly and The Dead Zone. Okay. Uh, so this is why I'm struck because it was a while ago and I'm struggling to remember exactly when it was, but it was, it was a good few years ago. And I'll be honest, like the first time I watched it, I, I don't want to say I disliked it, but I just, I didn't get it. Well, what, what, you didn't, you didn't understand... The... I didn't really understand where it was kind of coming from, and I didn't really like the kind of all of the, the like f- metaphorical the stuff. F- the f- like, yeah, the philosophy of it all. Yeah, yeah. The, which I yeah, think, okay. I think when you're watching it and you when you've got all of the body horror stuff happening, I think you need to know what it's representing to kind of like appreciate what it's doing. I was just like, this is weird. Why is this? Because my back then, like my film appreciation was like nowhere near as broad as it is now, um, okay. and I just. I didn't, I just didn't, yeah, I just, I just didn't really get it. I was just like, well, what is, what is happening here? This is so fucking random. And of course it's not random, but I just didn't really. Pick up, it. pick up. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what? I totally agree with you because I don't think I really got it first time round. Uh, the same as you. And I was like, 
uh, okay, I kind of get what the, what the kind of kind of saying. There's something going on, and you've got to watch this and blah blah blah. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm in total agreement with you. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was probably doing something else as well while it was on, like, which doesn't help. Like, this is a film you need to watch. Um, but then, as I said, I did this summer series, and I'd watched like another couple of his films, and I and I'd done this. Um, sort of movie club series with, with teapots and things and so my appreciation for Cronenberg and the kind of things that he does so like we did like Existence and we did like a bunch of other stuff and Existence I'm probably going to talk about it a bit because actually like these two films I feel are very kind of similar in theme um, and and yeah so I, I have a far better understanding of where Cronenberg comes from in terms of like the films that he makes and the way that he tells these stories yeah, and yeah. gets these points across and so on second watch for Videodrome I appreciated it far far more uh, I'm not going to try and give too too much away until the end but like I understood what the film was trying to say or at least I mean <laughs> we'll see when we talk about it but you know I have like ideas at, at least which is far more than I had back then before like I was just like what i have no idea whereas now i can be like okay cool well i can kind of see this and i can see yep. this and i can yep. put those two things together or whatever um you know and i i appreciate the kind of the body horror aspects more because i'm kind of used to it that that was kind of like my real kind of int introduction to like body horror out with something like the thing oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can like see that i hadn't like if i'd seen body horror it was like in the realms of like something supernatural or whatever like something like really extreme whereas i feel like cronenberg even though he deals with things that are pretty out there and they're kind of almost they're more they're, i would say they're more like on the borderline of fringe science rather than just it's flat out yeah, it's almost um toying what at that time could be potential 100 percent. yes yeah um and what's crazy about his stuff that like you've got this film that what is like nearly 40 years old uh in two years time and Jeez. i feel like it's even yeah, it yeah right i feel like it's even more relevant now or at least it's a foreshadowing of now in a way it is completely uh yeah. well ahead of uh, well ahead of the game well ahead like, of it Cronenberg is masterful I don't like you might not like his films you might not necessarily appreciate his films although I don't know why you even if you don't like them I can't imagine you wouldn't appreciate them but you cannot deny that like Cronenberg's mind is just like it's on another level like he is so intelligent it, he's he's thinking things well into the future which I, I suppose at the time is not not comedic but just i don't know just just so it's, it's far it's like oh yeah okay i guess that will happen well far you know. far beyond reality yeah but actual fact you know as you say 40 years on nearly which yeah. i'm really surprised by mm -hmm. that yes actually the reality is okay we're not going to be you know ingesting guns into our you know, sticking. No, no, yeah. But, but what it's representing. But what, it, uh, what it's representing exactly is, is now. Yeah, and I think with Cronenberg, like they're films not to be taken literally, but they're films to be, to use your word, ingested, I suppose, and they're like they're films <laughs> to be thought about, and they're films to kind of like they are films to analyse. You can't really watch a Cronenberg and and 
watch it on face value there is no face value with Cronenberg I feel I feel like it is like there are things I mean maybe some of his more recent ones like Eastern Promises is pretty kind of like what you see on do you know what I mean like that's not a horror it's not body horror really it's not anything like that it's very much based in realism but certainly like his works you know from like the 70s through to like the 90s I guess like it's very much you have to look beneath the surface you have to see what's beyond what is on screen you have to really put these dots together and think about what you're looking at and what that could mean mm. um, that's not it's not a crack crack open a couple of beers with your buddies kind of thing. No, well, it, exactly which is what i probably did when i first watched the film right and yeah. and all the kind of actual um commentary and yeah. what, what it's represent like just- what it's representing Flew yeah. flew over my head first t- on first watch, and I I think the first time I watched I, I basically enjoyed it for for Debbie the Harry's boobs. No 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 no, no <laughs> the, primarily the the body horror really. Um, right. D- uh, D- Debbie Harry's boobs great, but yeah no no it's just no primarily the the, the uh, yeah I, you know I'm like I, I love I love gross body horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I enjoyed at the time. Um, on this watch, certainly, I looked at it in a completely different way, and mm. I understood exactly what the message was. You know, what the whole film was about, really. Um, and a far greater watch because of it, really. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, that's good. And yeah, yeah, it's good. Good. They were both. Both on that same. Wow! It had to happen at one point, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> six episodes. The event is six episodes actually. It's not that long to, to get on on board. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think you know, I mean, there is. Do you know what I really like about this film as well, which I think like you don't really see too often, is that you get quite a bit of exposition, but it's not like, all right, we get it, you know, like or like this seems unnecessary or. You know, there's a whole bit with like um, with Professor Oblivion um, where he literally lays it out. He lays out what this film is about. Yes, 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 it, yes. It's you know, but it's interesting. It's like, oh, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 not done in a way where it's like, all right, where were you? Like, you know, five pages of script to go. I've got there already. You know, like he's basically you're... just saying what what the film's about, mm. and this is how you're gonna have to deal with it basically yeah because i think we very much follow james's woods character so you know he's just finding this information out then and we're also just finding that information out then it's not but it's not done in a way that's kind of like you know you get films sometimes where the exposition is so like caked and it's just like really like laid on you're like all right god you've just put this in because you don't know how else to do it kind of thing or it's done in a way where it's say like it's like all right yeah we know know, know." yeah sometimes it's just so obscure other times other times it's so bloody obvious it's like like arrows pointing at at the plot this is where (laughs) this is where we're headed so come on everybody guys wait wait shh plot point here better listen out <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. yeah i'll read out what because i've got the freight i've got the uh, the quote here and just for anyone who's not seen videodrome um like because i know that there'll be some people who haven't hit and you know may not um so just to sort of give you an idea and you know give let you know what we're on about so the bit where it says um the battle for the uh, for the mind of north america will be fought in the video arena the videodrome the television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. 
Therefore, whatever appears on the television screen emerges as raw experience for those who watch it. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. There you go. Boom. Boom. Exactly. But yeah, that's the film in one paragraph. Yes. But it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It just lays it out completely. Yeah. Um, I also do love the bit in a minute, just to, you know, bring us back to where we're at, which is smart obviously um but <laughs> <laughs> where like debbie harry's all like on the screen and stuff and she's like enticing him in and things i've just got this note here the reason i'm mentioning this because it's literally my next note and uh, <laughs> and i've just written this note saying he is one second away from shoving his dick into the tv <laughs> yes he was wasn't he it's all like this is the bit uh, i was talking about uh, pulsating and it's all like oh well pulsating i don't think pulsating is a word pulsating and undulating and it's just all and moaning and sighing and breathing and debbie harry's lips are just all over the screen and it's just you know like he's just he's gonna shove his dick in he's, you know, like, yeah he was uh, yeah he was gonna go for he it he doesn't he shoves his face in instead which is you know fair enough it's probably probably better at least for the senses, you know. Nah, <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, to get I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. No, I'm not going to get what, much... shoved your shoved your dick straight in. <laughs> Damn right, not my face. Debbie and Harry's lips. <laughs> not my face. Not, not your the face. face. Not the face. Not the face. Oh, on that note, right? Did you clock at the end when he's like, "What's in the box?" and then he goes, "Your head." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Talk about you know like. Predicting much, yeah. Because um, I, because there's that, there's that, that beat when I was just like, uh, like it's a head, and then he was like, your head, and I was like, what? Way. What? Yeah. Um, that that made me laugh. Just that one little bit. Um, but yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, so we had kind of like a similar experience then with with this kind of film and, and yeah, our yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What like what what works like you know we'll talk about like what works for us like. What, what works for you? What for works for me? I I I, I really I really liked uh, James Wood, you know, as mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember his name. Is it Mac, uh, Max 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 Wren? Wren, yes. Yeah, I thought he I thought he played a great character. I mm. I liked his um, I don't know I, I liked him as a character. I thought he was kind yeah. of uh, happy go lucky. You know he. He know uh, he knew what he w- wanted to do, just pushing this kind of extreme television to the masses, yeah. and yeah. he'll achieve it however he possibly could. Uh, he was ch- cheeky, and you know I love the fact when he's on the uh, he's on the TV panel and he's just like right hey, yeah. <laughs> here's Debbie Harry next to me. Uh, and, and fair play it's just like right I'm gonna yeah I, I have a note about this I was like so my note says like oh my god Matt's couldn't have waited until after the interview to ask Nikki out and I don't know damn gone, right so, like, no way just... men they hear the phrase I'm overstimulated and it just perks them right up <laughs> <laughs> overstimulated are you well I've got a treatment for that it's in my pants <laughs> It's it's like, I, I just I, that's it's, I think that's how you know the great way of setting up the cat the characters in general really mm-hmm. um you know and it, you introduce uh Max and you introduce Nikki and yeah yeah and uh, Dr Oblivion Dr Oblivion. Oblivion like what makes what makes um it quite interesting though I think is that how like Nikki she's quite reserved but we actually to, find to begin out that with she's, but then she, oh, yeah this 
but then you find out, oh hey, right. like you know, you're a bit, a bit, a bit free. A bit on the dark, bit on the dark side, sticking, you know, being S and M. Uh huh. You know, the old cigarette burns on the on the the tatars and what have you. Yeah, that looked painful, honestly. Yeah, no, pass on that, thanks. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, yeah, like I thought that was quite like. They go through some really great character arcs, I feel. You know, like who uh, Max Ren is at the beginning is not who he ends up with. I mean, as I'm like, yeah, yeah, and and vice versa. You know, who we kind of think we have on screen with Debbie Harry's character Nikki, like that's not who she is. That's not definitely how she ends up. Do you know what I mean? Like, she starts weak, ends up powerful. He starts powerful, ends up weak. Yeah, but I thought... To a certain extent. Yeah, I think with... Well, definitely with him. I think with um, with her, I think... Uh, I'm sort of thinking on the spot now because this isn't anything that I've, like... Thought about. Um, thought about necessarily before. Definitely what notes on it. But, like, um, I think with her, like, because she is... We get told she's dead. Like, she died. Uh, and whether she's and dead so, or not is is open to interpretation. It's open I to think. interpretation because they have the whole thing because obviously the whole thing of, of you know, the, um, what's the fucking thing of the, um, uh, like the whole entire like uh, tagline is, um, you know, they, well, they just. Where well, they scream out, long live the new flesh. Oh no, not that bit, oh, right. but like the actual, of the, of the, um, of the actual movie. Um, it says first it controls your mind and then it destroys your body but the whole kind of like concept is is of like you become more than your body you become this kind of ethereal thing within videodrome um so it's almost like she's omnipotent in a way okay but at the same time she's still very much a product of videodrome she's still you know succumbed to to the power of it Yeah, yeah 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 so it's like is she alive? Is she not alive? Is she powerful? Is she not powerful? And there's that again. I think ties into the whole thing of like media. So what me and Matt are talking about again for anyone who hasn't seen this film or or knows what we're on about when it comes to like the overall overriding themes. I mean, this is at least my take. This is when Matt turns around and goes, "Oh no, I've got something totally different." But like, um, you know, it's it's very much I feel about media and how we become slaves to media and how we rely on technology and how technology really just sort of like starts to take over um is that what you got is that what you were talking about as well? it is but also how we desire pushing boundaries um yes certainly with uh, things like pornography I mean, mm-hmm. you can watch straight up pornography, but then you know you can go, oh, all right, I want to watch a bit of, I don't know, S and M bondage, yeah. blah blah blah, and then yeah. then oh, what, what else? What else? Because I've kind of you know it, it's it's that whole concept of pushing the boundaries. I want to see the next thing, you know. I want to see snuff. Yes. I want to see, I don't know. I want to see sexual snuff. I, I you know, it's all that. It's all that kind of weird. Stuff which isn't mainstream, and I think that's the, you know, the whole concept, w- which is what Max Wren is, yeah, wanting um, wanting to achieve because he wants he wants his audience to see what he's seen. Yeah, yeah, because he feels like his audience. So, so Max again, for anyone who doesn't know, Max is um, 
he's a producer for um, a sort of adult, as we said in the summary, it's an adult, you know, uh, TV channel. Um, and he finds Videodrome by accident. He's it's a it's sort of a pirated stream that he gets introduced to as something that might be kind of, you know, appealing to his channel and his audience and things. And he immediately is like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want some of this. Um, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, pushing boundaries, pushing those sort of wants and needs and desires. Um, and he does that himself, like Matt's the character, you know, because he's quite taken aback at first by Debbie, Harry, and and like Nikki, and what she she wants to do to herself, and what she wants him to do to her. Well, that's right, because he, yeah, because he 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 thought, what the hell is this? Mm. But it's compulsive viewing. It's it's mm. like, um, oh god, uh, uh, I don't I don't want to go here. Yeah, uh, there used to be. A, uh, it's like a car crash almost. Like you know, you shouldn't look. Wait, you wait, can't help but look. There used to be a website called Rotten.com. And, oh. uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows about it, and I'm sure, uh, I don't really want to, you know. I've never been on it. But it's just, it's just a horrible it. website with, like, live deaths and all sorts. It's just hideous stuff. It's like dark web it, shit. Like, it you is. You're not promoting but I don't, that I don't, website I, remotely. I don't know if it even exists. I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, but, you know, as a 20-year-old, as a I, I remember going on there and just like, no. No, this isn't for me, thanks. But it, um, but it, but it's that it, it's the um, inquisitiveness of the human brain that makes you kind of go, well, well, you know, what's going on here? Oh, let's, yeah. Let's see what happens if this is this. Yeah. Because it, yeah, you know, th- it, it, that's the word. <laughs> so curiosity of the human brain it makes you want to go, oh, let's have a look and see see what's what. Um, mm. And and I think this this film plays on that that whole concept. Yeah. And basically, yeah, Max Ren's trying to find that that itch for the the scratch for the people at, at you know at the time really. Uh, yeah. But unf- yeah. but unfortunately, it leads him down a a dark path, and unfortunately, he's got to you know uh, obey the commands of. Or a video trap yeah or, or Doctor Oblivion or Doctor you know Oblivion. whichever yeah um, but this is the thing as well and if you think about this this film was long before the internet this was long before sexual predatory online this was long before like internet porn the dark web any of that but and that, again but, it just but, but that doesn't make crazy. it yeah but it doesn't make it doesn't mean it doesn't exist no no it, absolutely but this is what I mean in terms of like in terms of accessibility and accessibility yeah like i just think that um you know you could make this film now and you wouldn't really need to change much you would just change it from video drone to like fucking i don't know something to do with the internet and it'd be exactly the same yes you know and it's just it's crazy to think that like you know this film is 40 years old and the internet really for the most part has only been around for the last 20 something years um you know, so it's, it's it, again, it's very uh, uh, ahead of its time. Um, I really, if we sort of move on, I want to talk about the practical effects. Oh yes, please. Yeah, I thought you like that. Uh, fucking, I put a note here. That, fair play, the practical effects are really good. Shut up, Kate. Ten minutes into the film, fucking amazing. Uh, like, literally, nineteen eighty-three, amazing effects. 
Amazing. Yeah, like the whole the way the way that the gun kind of molds itself to his hand, it goes through his palm and attaches itself to his like forearm. That, but but, that, but like, that was that shit's like something out of fucking Tetsuo. Do you know what I mean? Like the that was that the was the, that was the worst bit though. Actually, that was the worst bit bit of practical effects. I thought. Do you think? Yeah, I thought it was just like uh, yeah. No, the, I literally wrote that down. That was like the worst bit. I fucking love that. Did bit. it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of felt like, eh. oh, kind of takes me out oh. a little bit because it was just like the only bit, the bit that I didn't like was the was on that same sort of note is when it's fully smushed into his hand and it's that like, very bulbous, gooey. Like I'm not overly a fan of that bit, <laughs> but I thought the molding of it when it kind of when he first takes the gun into his hand and it starts like I thought that was really. Oh, well oh, the screws go into his hand and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're See, I, I didn't like that, but never mind. Oh, well, never mind. Um, yeah, and then we were talking about as well before with, like, um, Convex's death, and it's just all like, like, that bit is almost kind of funny, that bit. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, it just, it kind of made me laugh, because that was just like, that's one of, like, apart from the end, end bit, that's kind of almost a kind of a climatic scene. And, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just Cronenberg just, like, spunking it all, like, yeah like look at this shit look at all this goo look at his eyes burst look at like his oh chest it open. is awesome it's such... do you know what i mean like that's just that's david cronenberg going to town it's just like yeah you know just like <laughs> yeah full-on full-on practical just melt I, I love that yeah melt it's great melt melt yeah. and that's just the yeah. word that you should use just yeah love it yeah yeah um, no, for sure. And I, I just, I, to, to be fair, I mean, like, if I was going to describe Cronenberg's work in one word, it would be tactile. You know? Mm. Like, everything that he does, even when it's not, like, full-on body horror, like, even when it's some of his later stuff, like, it's still... Anytime there is, because he's always got gore in it. Like, there's, you know, there's never not gore. And it's just, you feel feel that shit you can see what that feel if you were to touch that you know what that would feel like if it was to happen to you you know how painful that would be like you do you know what i mean like you it's really mm. just very mm -hmm. tactile yeah yeah i get that and part of that is because it's practical i think i think you're probably right i think you're probably right you know? I mean, probably a good it, chunk of that is actually because well, it's practical. well you know it has such yeah a better effect. i mean when he lifts up his his shirt and then re reveals his kind of like stomach vagina. His vagina stomach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just hilarious. I mean, that, that that whole concept of putting the tape in and mm -hmm. to reprogram, I think that's just brilliant. Yeah, I Love mean, that. to me, because obviously the first time we see it, it's when he has the gun. And, you know, he's he's... To me, like, because obviously the whole thing about Videodrome is primarily sexual violence, right? So I feel like there's a real theme of that that goes throughout this film. Not only when we literally see it on Videodrome, but also, like, and or, or when, you know, Nikki's putting putting out cigarettes on her chest and stuff. But, like, you know... It's, it's, you, it, it, it's, it's dark, dark. It is dark, isn't it? Really dark. Dark You've undertones. Got, like, 100%. Like, for me, this is, like... I don't want to say rapey, but well, the end bits with the tape I feel is rapey, but this particular bit, like I would just sort of, with the gun, I would sort of feel like, 
you know, gun is obviously a representation of violence and you've got, you know, the first thing that we see of this, I mean, it's, you know, there's no two ways about it. That's a vagina, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a messy one, but it's a vagina nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, he's, he's sort of like puts this gun inside and you've got, you know, so that to me immediately is like sexual violence. And then, you know, not, I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, making generalizations here but men's guns are often seen as like extensions of their masculinity and like their sexual prowess and their penis do you know what i mean like it's it's not like such a stretch you know like people like men particularly will feel like more manly when they are holding a gun and stuff and it's like do you know what i mean and you know you even say like shoot one off or even like the term <laughs> blowjob is all variations of or any kind of like variations of that term sorry like indicate gun power okay you know yeah, and i think right. like it's yeah, kind of yeah. interesting that the first time you see this vagina you've got this gun penetrating it and then completely being enveloped by it and like you really want to go down this like you know it's almost like this sort of gestation to later when it comes back out and it like completely latches itself to his harm becoming an extension of himself and you know and he goes on this spree all to be able to be like further connected to Videodrome, the hub of sexual violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, I mean, it might be you know, it might be me reaching. Yes, but like, well, to me, nah, like, yeah. Okay. No, that's fair enough. But I, I, that, that, I can't imagine like if I said that to Cronenberg, I can't imagine Cronenberg being like, "No, you're totally off." You know. He probably. Uh, yeah. Been, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It might not necessarily have been something he was going for, but I don't think he would deny that. That there's definitely like. And even as well, like, even when it comes out of the TV later, it looks like a penis when it shoots Max. I didn't see that, but... It's all fleshy, and then it's got this hole at the end which just spunks out a fucking bullet. <laughs> like, watch it again, it's a fucking penis. Also, actually, I think it is, because on the documentary I um, watched, they sort of indicated that it was. Oh, I see. So, so, so you, you basically watched the, docu the documentaries after watching the films no dickhead this is my yeah like, i watched Fair. the documentaries afterwards because i don't want like any spoilers and shit. extra and notes extra notes no yeah. dickhead this was my own thing but yeah, like it was yeah. a, like a nice little yeah. vindication of like oh yeah like a validation of like oh yeah they didn't say any of the other stuff it was just kind of like yeah we've got this like penis like gun sussed you like, out yeah. sussed you out yeah all right all right all right <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I just think all of that sort of stuff, I think like, you know, with the terms of, you know, terminology of like flesh and all of these things, like I think there's definitely... I th like, yeah, I, I, you know what? I love, I love when he shouts, I'll live the new flesh. I love it. It's mm. such a great... I don't know. I, I love it. I think it's such a great... Yeah, when he's at the, the conference or whatever, yeah. when he's just killed convicts. Yeah, I think as well for that, like it's almost culty. You know, like you get these people who kind of like come in with these real ideals and they kind of rampage something, like usually a public event because they get like media attention and then they shout out whatever motto that their weird gang or club or, or cult or whatever has got going on and they kind of like, you know, mic drop it and shit. Like it was kind of like that for me. Long live the Tiltoglossus podcast. Death the video drone, long live the new friend. Yeah, or long live the, yeah, sorry, I see what you say. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should do that. We'll do that when we go to uh, the Fright Fest. We'll yeah, that. absolutely. We'll Woohoo! And... Right, maybe that's what yeah. we should do. Eternal darkness and not so spotless minds, booyah, mic drop, fuck you! Maybe that's what, exactly what we should do. We should go to the foyer and 
Yeah. Just do some weird shit and then be like, what the hell was that? And they go, Meh, and they sleep. We'll just drop like drop cars loads of cars everywhere. Some flyers. Oh my god, who are these weird freaks? Yeah, and no one will listen to us because it's like I'm not supporting that bullshit. <laughs> Worth a go. Worth a go, why not? <laughs> uh but yeah. What did um yeah, what did you think of like performances and stuff? Uh, uh, I thought I loved James Woods uh, in in this performance, even though he's a, a Nazi. Um, <laughs> this is real. real I, your shame. words, I haven't said that. Uh, yeah, sorry, James Woods, but yeah, that sucks. Uh, I don't know if he's a Nazi. Just to, like let's just <laughs> clarify that we can't. We're not saying that he's a Nazi. Are we? We're just saying oh, he okay. has some worldviews that do not uh, align with ours. Okay. Let's not get sued. <laughs> Let's not get sued. Uh, agreed. Not that he's Allegedly. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, no. Um, I, I really liked him in this. I thought he played a great part. And backed up by Debbie Harry, who isn't an actress. And I thought she did a great job. I mean, yeah. okay, partially her role was to look pretty, etc., etc. But... That completely aside, I thought she she did a great job. You know, just that kind of sultry look and just kind of do her own thing is brilliant. Um, yeah. Who else was and there? And when she's in like the um, the booth for her job, where she's like, you know, she's a crisis assistant. Yeah, just like she was just literally just get on with it. You know, I, yeah. I thought she did a good job. Well, apparently, she wanted to be an actress like before she wanted to be a singer. Yeah, prob- like that probably. was like a real kind of and this is why she wanted to kind of get into like acting roles and things and just sort of not necessarily break away from her music career but just sort of you know dip her dip her foot in something else you know and like do something that like she was really passionate about as, as addition to the stuff that she had going on so yeah sure cool. um who else uh sonia smith who played um bianca oblivion was just kind of all right i liked um Oh, you pronounced his name really well when you were going through the cast listing. Uh, Peter Dvorsky. Yeah, that's one. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. I cool. really like him. I liked his character, and I liked the twist it took. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he he did a good, good job because he was just like this kind of goofy programmer, and then that yeah. Ashfrat is like, ah, you know what? I I sucked you in big time. You know. Yeah, he sucked me in big time. I tell you, I was all for him, and then I was like, oh. Oh, dick. you asshole. <laughs> But no, I agree. I think James Wood is, is really great. I really like like his all his little facial expressions. I think he's got such an expressive face. Um, it's really quite like I can't not look at him when he's on screen. He he looks as if he's about to dribble, but apart from that, <laughs> doesn't he? Does he have a, like a dribbly kind of looking face? Do you think? I think I so. Yeah. I just really like his smile. Like, I just think, it's, as I said earlier, it's just very disarming. Uh, you know? he's, he, yeah, he's, he's a very charming, charming man. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked his character. Very, yeah, he, like he's he was. He's very looking, charming. But at the same time, I can totally understand why, like, he, like people might fall for him a bit. Yeah. You know? Um, cool. Um, yeah, so one thing that I wanted to... Uh, sort of talk about have you seen the film Existence I haven't no oh, I think you'd really like it um, well I'll keep this brief then because you won't really understand what I'm talking about but there was like I felt like there were really similar themes in this to Existence so Existence was done in 1999 so this was like you know a good while afterwards mm-hmm. um, but there are lots of themes that kind of go together 
um, you know, things like new media technology versus reality um, and taking over the mind and controlling the mind. Uh, paranoia, there's like shady tech companies, lots of body horror, especially there's like in Existence, there's this flesh gun as well. Like it's not like molded to you, but it's a gun that's made purely out of like flesh and teeth and things and tendons okay. and stuff. And, 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 um, and this is a David Cronenberg film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and there's lots of like deformities and there's loads of sexual imagery in that as well. And like it's all about like um, this gay. It's one of the films that I did for Tea Parts Movie Club. And um, there's this like, it's like a game pod which connects to your like spine and like all your motor functions and stuff. And it's essentially VR before VR was a thing. Okay. But these gaming pods that you have are like made of flesh and they're all like nipples. <laughs> stuff and you kind of have oh. to like, you have to like caress them and things and all of this oh. and, and they and they also like pulsate and all this kind of stuff where can i buy and one then, like the, yeah <laughs> and the and the kind of the port that it goes in there's a whole thing about like sex because you know like and you have to lube it up and it looks like an anus and like all of this it's like very that and so like there's a lot of things here and there's even a quote that so you have like death to video drone long live the flash there's this line that gets repeated where it's like the things in it changed but like it's either death to the demoness allegra or death to transcendence or death to, do you know what i mean like there's lots of like similarities in that and like like i kind of hypoth like this is obviously not actually but if i was gonna go into like head cannon territory like you could hypothesize that like existence is almost like a sequel of sorts ah, to Videodrome. okay like the technology of videodrome has been like fine-tuned and improved upon and molded and this into... is this is existence is basically yeah like yeah like in 15 years time videodrome has turned into existence kind of thing uh, because they both work in the same kind of way and the goal of like owning the mind of North America that we have in this film and things like that's kind of been realized because everyone has this game port and they all have these kind of like ports in the base of your spine and it's kind of weird if you don't have one and you spend your entire time in this virtual reality and like yeah ah, okay so like when I was watching this like I really kind of wish I'd watch video drone on a second time before like i did my existence review because i think i could have blown everyone's minds <laughs> yeah, yeah okay or, yeah, or yeah. not you know yeah, everyone's yeah. just like shut up kate sit down <laughs> no i understand that but yeah like for me i was just like wow there's like a lot going on here that could be like traced like you know if i was to watch existence now like i could like trace a lot of this back to like video drone and things um so yeah, so I, I like yeah have a have a watch of um, existence. Yeah, it, it is on my list. You can buy it like really cheap off Amazon. Can you? You'll probably high seize it, but like it's um, yeah I bought it off Amazon. Oh cool. Yeah yeah. Um, it's good. It, it, it's good. It, I've I've heard only good reports about existence. So. I think you would really like it. Right. I shall go and buy it now. Um, I but will I'll be buy interested it now. to sort of if you do, and I um, I'll be interested to sort of hear your thoughts on my theory. Yeah. No, good shout, good shout. No, I've, I, it's, there's Existence, uh, Ex Machina, and s really good. some other kind of semi-sci-fi... Another X movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, yeah. No, cool. Uh, you have to really push yourself this 31 October. Instead of all the movies starting with the, it has to start with X. X. <laughs> no, I, I've already decided I'm uh, going to stick with... Uh, 2021 movies just to 
ensure that I, I am, am fully, Shit, I you know, caught up. I should probably do that uh, as well. Uh, can I ask, how many how many you at this year thus far? Do you know? Oh, fuck all. Like, actual fuck really? all. Like, I, unless it's for a podcast, I don't have time to watch anything. Fucking hell, okay. You need to crank it up. Soz. Um, um, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, I seriously. just realised, yeah, I should probably do that for 31st of October right. as well. Just, <laughs> I was going to do all of the Universal movies and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, no. Throw that out the window. Based off what we were saying earlier. Fuck, yeah, y- I should do that. You're going to need a... Send me over a list of you send me over a list of films that you think I should check out, and I will okay. do my utmost. To be honest, to be honest, once the summer series is done, you, you're free to time. go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 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 so like 34 of October shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and we'll be doing that this year, obviously, as this conversation dictates. So if anyone, like any of our listeners and stuff, like probably most of our listeners do partake generally, but let us know what you're watching. This is obviously a few months in advance, and. You know, we'll talk about it near the time, of course, as well. But, like, if anyone doesn't, like, basically, 31 of October is when you try and watch a horror movie every single day of October. Um, and then you just sort of post what you're watching and use the hashtag, like, 31 of October or 31 of Halloween or 31 and 31 or whatever it is you fancy or something along those lines. And everyone just kind of, like, comments on what you're watching and people get ideas. And sometimes, you know, you have themes like the same Matt last year. Every single one of his movies began with the... Um, mine's usually just trying to crack through whatever watch list I've got on the go and I make maybe a small dent um, and it's also sort of comprised of like classic Halloween-y type, like Beetlejuice and Sleepy Hollow and Tim Burton apparently is a, a big thing like Idle Hands or yeah there, there, there's always gonna there's always gonna be films that people will watch uh, certainly on the lead up to Christmas uh, Christmas to Halloween <laughs> sorry Halloween um, and actually on Halloween uh, night I mean I, I'm sure the film Halloween is on a lot of people's lists uh, Season of the Witch I think like Halloween 3 Season of the Witch well, that's it, I think it, is a big favourite for people that's, on that's my f- my, one of my favourites uh, is it nice no, uh, yeah. the song the song the song gets played around the house oh don't stop it I love it's it fucking I love it I don't like. I don't even hear the original anymore. All I hear is Bazaween. I love it. Yeah, no, God, shut up, because that's going to be in my fucking head. It's almost time to get fingered. Yeah, that's not the original. That's the special Bazaween. But I always hear the Bazaween one. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, we've got to stop talking about that show. God damn it, honestly. Oh well. Anyway. Um, so yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of video drone? Uh, just looking through my notes. It's just just um, just picking up on various different little things that people have said, but it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Just saying how political and the philosophy is. Yeah, um, I've got if you like yeah go for it so um yeah so i've i've kind of i mean we've talked about a lot of the themes and stuff um and i think like you know we were saying about um how it's ahead of its time like everyone's got a smartphone everyone's linked into technology somehow like you even have kids with smartphones and tablets and whatever you know um, and so that whole kind of like, and it, you know, if you walk, if you like forget your phone, like everyone's, you're like immediately like, oh my fuck, I forgot my phone. Like you're not connected 
to other people. You, you it, can't it, it's it's quite an phone. important thing. Every, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was me like, oh, but fuck, it's mental because this has only been something for the last twenty years. Less, than, in fact, less than that, I think. Mm. Um, you know, I had my first phone when I was thirteen. So, oh yeah, yeah, about yeah. So two thousand one. Yeah, so about twenty years. Um, and yeah, it's just it's crazy like how ahead of its time it was and how we have just I don't want to say fallen prey to because there was a lot of benefit to internet and, and smartphones and all the rest of it but it is crazy like we just you know it's that joke isn't it of like you know what would you do without your phone fucking I don't know mm. and it's mental because for the up until 20 years ago you know we're talking like like millennia of yeah yeah absolutely has functioned i don't want to say perfectly fine but it's not been like they've not been functioning not perfectly fine because they haven't had a phone it's because they haven't had decent medical stuff or it's not it was because they've not had a but decent the, economy but the, the world, the, do you know what I mean no one's suffered before now because they haven't we've had a phone all yet got, now yeah we've all got on with things before phones so perfectly fucking I mean, fine yeah I, even my brother who's <laughs> always yeah he, he got a phone recently and now he loves it I mean, Christ, he's seven years older it's than me. And he was addictive. like, no, I'm not going to get one, not going to get one. And then as soon as he got one, he's like completely addicted to it. My parents were the same. This My parents are totally insane. the same. We're all addicted to My dad is always on phones. his iPad now. Yeah, it, addicted in, to phones crazy. and iPads. It's nuts. And then, yeah, and, and then the other thing I've got here, so moving on to that, it's like we have... So I find Max, we sort of talked about this earlier about sort of like the kind of character arcs of the main characters. Max I find particularly interesting because his transformation, it obviously involves technology, but every single aspect of that, it contradicts his true nature in some way. So you have like real kind of surface stuff, like obviously, you know, he's suddenly grown a vagina <laughs> yeah, and he's a biological man, <laughs> um, you know, but it also as well, it makes him vulnerable to sexual aggression as we were saying about the gun and things and um you know and just and even if you don't think about the gun but also just like the way that he then becomes a slave to videodrome which is all about like sexual violence and murder and things um and it's quite interesting i think that you have this male lead where the male lead is always generally kind of this very strong but he, he, he was weakened isn't he yes but, but, yeah, but and he's not very i think he, he doesn't be um he's, he's very sexual at the beginning but but, but in after very that, kind of like it dissipates yes it's this kind of like prowess kind of like player lad kind of thing for lack of a better term but then he ends up kind of succumbing to this like greater power for lack of a better term and it's almost like and he's like dominated mm. like i use that word particularly on on purpose like he's dominated and then he kind of grows this vagina stomach and you know but like he then becomes like from that point he becomes a victim almost of sexual aggression when it's quite interesting that he's a man when usually especially in films it's a woman that's like in that yeah role. Um, you know, and as I said earlier, like the gun hand is like an extension of male aggression, but also like, you know, that representation, as we were saying just a second ago, of how we're totally connected to technology. We always have a phone in our hands. We always have something in our hands mm. and it's mental how it's kind of foreseen that. And then on top of that, you could argue that, again, like this isn't something that I, I, I'm not a fan of censorship and things, but you know, whether it's a gun or whether it's a phone, especially nowadays, that, like a phone is a weapon 
you record something and you put it on blast on the internet like that is more threatening to people than a lot of other things you know yeah i can see that and on top of that as well like if you want to think about what he was going maybe going for back then because obviously you know about mobile phones and stuff like then but just like you know if you're looking at the representation of a gun and the violence that comes with that and you know how it and and how that links to like video drone and and you know cable tv and underground tv and censorship and how you blame media for like outbursts of violence you know even if you think about like you know in my time i don't know sort of much about it beyond then but like you know you have columbine and then everyone went nuts blaming like music and media and film and video games and whatever yeah okay sort of look into it like that as well and so he starts off at this very kind of like pretty chilled out guy he's very kind of like happy-go-lucky in a way like he's very much sort of like yeah just very kind of like he's quite fun and he's flirty and he's like you know yeah yeah yeah. that kind of person he's opposed to violence we said before you know he's kind of uncomfortable when When debbie harry is yeah starts yeah yeah and even later on like when he's like whipping like the tv which (laughs) anyone who hasn't seen this film that he was he was a bit unsure but he soon got into it hesitant at first yeah and then he gets into it but he's hesitant at first and it's from that moment when he gets into it that's really when he kind of like takes that that video drone on board yeah yeah i can see that and so it's this very kind of like he starts off and it's it's one place and everything that happens to him everything that happens to him with technology or video drone it switches everything so he tweaks completely, him yeah and he you know he loses his identity and he loses what makes him him and he just becomes this slave to video drones win again it's like you could argue that that's people becoming slaves to technology and people just doing what the, i mean christ even at the end he blows his brains out because spoiler sorry but he blows his brains out because the tv fucking told him so mm. do you do you think um the video drum caused hallucinations yeah yeah okay but or do you think that that's not what happened well, I took that it, well so did i i took that literally but there's also the element that perhaps you know um because it, all right, he it, it watched it um you know he could fall into that and then actually yeah this is what's happening sorry i'm not explaining myself particularly well um yeah oh god no no i always do this and i've had a drink can't can't (laughs) explain myself particularly well um yeah uh yeah forget (laughs) (laughs) edit 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 edit. (laughs) you can cut that out completely well, so do you, hang on. So do you? So you think that the 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 tumor and stuff that they're talking about, and uh, you know how that causes hallucinations? Like, do you think that that's maybe? Like, do you think there's maybe like psychos like? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so perhaps like yeah, maybe the tumor is causing the um, hallucinations, or or just the suggestion. Oh, is it just, of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose and that's he, like, what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think that, like, I think I'm not listening to that and going, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think that it, 
it seems more plausible because we were talking about you know with Cronenberg how he is very kind of fringe science as opposed to like completely out there and I think it kind of makes sense on some level that you know if you have tumor because you know you do you have a brain tumor you do hallucinate you do have um neuro episodes yeah yeah because yeah, it presses on a particular part of your brain and, and all the rest of it so for me it doesn't seem like that would be completely out there and like if you are going to have something like this happen then it would be within those kinds of realms but equally like i think that it kind of ties in with how you can be almost separate from your body and how you can kind of you live on through video like you know like you know dr oblivion like he's not alive but he is sort of lives on through all these tens of thousands mm, of videotapes mm. that he's recorded before his death or for like every type of scenario that you could possibly think of so you know he's technically still lives on and so you could have like the whole concept of you know you being separate from your body and someone just planting that idea in your head and creating like you know like you know when like you're at school and stuff and you would like fake sickness but you would fake it so hard you would almost feel sick yeah 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 make yourself red in the face oh you feel a bit yeah, hot yeah, in the head you would actually oh. start having a headache by the end of the oh day my God. Like, oh shit, oh, I actually, you know and it's because like you kind of i don't know like you're not necessarily doing anything but i, I mean maybe it's just me but i always used to find like if i was faking sickness like by the end of the day i would maybe like okay not be ill enough to stay off school but like i might have a headache or like that stomach ache that i was like so convinced like i was convincing my mum so hard that i had that starts to kind yeah. of like come about you know so it's that kind of thing of like you know maybe he believes this so hard that it actually like starts to happen and if you kind of look at that within the realms of cronenberg mm. that's not mm. entirely out there yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah I don't know, maybe that was a real roundabout. No, no, it's, it's I'll right. listen back to this later and I'll be like, wow, this is all being wiped. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've also now had a couple. So. <laughs> yeah, it's wiped that whole section. <laughs> the whole, you know what, the whole video trap is gone. Oh yeah, my video, God. Videodrome's good, go watch it. <laughs> Videodrome, the end. It's, it's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's good. Cool. So yeah, I mean, that's all I've got. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't it? think so. Nice. Uh, what's your scores then, Dorothy? Well, originally I gave it six out of ten. Now, uh, oh. this is my first watch. I gave it six out of ten. Oh, oh okay. I'm with right. You. Now I'm giving it eight out of ten. Okay. 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 So it's I, I rate it highly. It's you know I I think it's really good. That's very nice. It, it, it caught me off guard this time around. Oh, That's what's that? What's that? <laughs> it's an alarm I have around this time just to remind me to do something. Um, and it keeps going off. I need to really check that out because that's happened twice now. <laughs> Sounds like an Indian man singing to you. Oh, no, it's the it's the, it's the Thunder Buddy song from mm. Ted. <laughs> when you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared? Oh. Just grab your Thunder Buddies. Anyway. Nice. Uh, uh, what about yourself? Eight out of ten. Um, well, I didn't give it a score when I first watched it, but I probably would have, yeah, probably would have come like five or a six out of ten. Uh, and guess what? Eight out of ten vagina stomachs. Yes. What? You and me coming up fast. Wicked. That's, that's my clap of like us high-fiving. <laughs> if we were in the same room, that's how I imagine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm that's pleased good. with that. 
course, our eights out of ten mean very different things, but um. <laughs> so, yeah, so my eight out of ten probably means a nine out of ten for you. Yeah, yeah. So my eight out of ten generally means eight out of ten because I say what I mean, unlike you. So. <laughs> well, no, my eight out of ten means eight out of ten because I don't think there's like the ultimate film. That's all. Just, I'm just, a, I'm a realist. You're not. You're pessimistic. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Literally, I, that's completely the opposite to what I'm like. Actually, in fairness, no, you're not pessimistic at all. No, I'm, just... I'm very much an optimist. Thank you very much. Ah. <laughs> all right, cool. So we'll go on to our next film, uh, which is Drag Me to Hell from 2009. So I'm going to crack the trailer on for you now, and then we come back, we'll get into it. So, yeah, see you in a sec. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you've made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Ribbon, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I humble myself before you. I beg you. Please look at begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me. Please listen to me. Cool, so that was the trailer for Drag Me to Hell and um, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. So say that's from 2009 and the summary on IMDb is a lone officer who evicts an old woman from her home finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Desperate, she turns to a seer to try and save her soul while evil forces work to push her to a breaking point. So this, um, this is directed by another directorial legend, Sam Raimi. Um, and like the other one, it was also written by the director. But in this one, it was also had a second writer of Ivan Raimi. Um, yes. His... <laughs> is it yeah, that's his why I sister. didn't continue, because I can't, I can't... I think it's his son. I think it's his son. Pretty sure oh, it's is his it his son? I don't know. 
Yeah, he's got a couple, I think. I'm pretty sure it's that's terrible that I didn't know that. Everyone's going to be like, fuck's sake, Kate. Um, and this stars Alison Lohman, Justin Long, Jamie McCauley. Shut up, it is not poor man's Keanu Reeves. That's what he always calls him. And I love Justin Long, so he just says it. Does he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck uh, off, Jamie. I can <laughs> kind of see that, but I, I kind of like, like him for his cheeky... I love Justin Long. Cheeky like, self. I love the film Zack and Miriam Make a Porno by Kevin Smith. And he, Justin Long is in it for like five minutes at most. And he is just fucking hilarious. And he's the best thing about that entire, not film, but that entire scene by far. And I will just, every time I want to like think about watching that film, I remember that scene. I'm like, I'm going to watch that film because that scene is awesome. Um, anyway, um, so we've got... <laughs> We've got a, right, this is the thing, right, with this new IMDb setup. Hang on a minute, you've got you to next... read out everybody's name. I'm going to, I was getting there. With this new setup, they've got the next person is Ruth Livia, who's farm worker's wife. That is not like a role, particularly. That's like a. a that's that's role. not what I've and... got. I've got Lorna Raver as. Yeah, Lorna Raver is after as that. As Mrs. And Ganesh. Delete, delete Rayo, or Rao. That's terrible. I'm sorry. That's probably not at all how his name's pronounced. David Paymer, uh, Adriana Baz- Barraza, Adriana Barraza. That's it. That's a good name. Um, Chelsea Ross. That's it. Reggie Lee. Reggie Lee. <laughs> Love a bit of Reggie Lee. I forgot he was in this actually, and um, it made me smile because I have always liked him from Prison Break. Um. <laughs> What? I just laughing, love her myself a bit, Reggie Lee. Little Reggie Lee, what about? I've never what heard of him. Have you not? Oh, it's him. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, good. He's in loads. But I first saw him in Prison Break. But, but, he, prison but he's break, he's but quite a he's big character in this film. Yeah, he is. I don't know why he's pushed way down there, but anyway. Oh, I think they do it in terms of like they. I think they do it in terms of like when you turn up on screen or something. Oh, after okay. the first couple. Okay. I think it's. I don't know. This is. It's all unclear on IMDb now. IMDb sort your shit out. Uh, and then you got some other people, and I don't think looking at it, it's anyone really that much worth of note. <sighs> right. So let's hear the let's <laughs> hear the juice. It's, oh, that's appropriate for this film. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, my entire notes just comprise of Ugh, gross uh, like, even more so than Videodrome this this oh it's just on another it's level. very fluid it's so fluid all the fluid fuck you Sam Raimi making me feel gross like this uh, oh oh it literally makes my stomach turn anyway so Lorna Raver who plays Mrs Ganesh only saw part of the script uh, when she accepted the role and that was the bank scene like it was her, like her first scene and it was kind of pitched to her as though that she was playing this like sympathetic old lady and then it was only when she received the full script that she realised the extent of what she'd be doing and um, apparently she was a little shocked <laughs> <laughs> I'll say <laughs> I, 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 so, I'm just trying to f- see what she actually looks like it, she's actually very attractive. Like for an old lady, she she scrubs up well. For an old lady, she scrubs up well. Yeah, but oh, yeah, but. God, you're so harsh. I don't mean to be ageist. <sighs> like you have, I mean, look at Helen Mirren. I mean, my God, do you know what I mean? But like, I know that when I'm old, I'm gonna look like yourself. I'm gonna but look older. like 
Do you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like? You know when you get those like, the, you get your bag of sweets or whatever from your pick and mix at like the cinema or whatever. And then by the end, that bag has been scrunched up and like wrinkled and just like slightly soggy because you probably let some chocolate melt at the bottom. And like, that's gonna, that's gonna be me as an old lady. So mm. looking at Lorna Raver, who's looking pretty fine for like, you know, an 80 odd year old. Oh, I think back, no shit, did she die? I don't know. Or is she still alive? <laughs> Let's have a look. Lorna Raven, if you, you are listening to this podcast. No, no, she's still alive. Go and, go and haunt Kate. No, she's still alive. It's still alive good. or dead, go and haunt Kate. I just, just, I just hang about my person. Bloody idiot. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. But but she um, does fancy you, so it's all right. So haunt. Yeah, exactly. It's totally fine. As long as you're good looking, <laughs> hang around me all you want. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she scrubs up well. Anyway, so <laughs> she <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Ooh, going on attention there. Anyway, uh, on with drag me to Lorna, hell. Lorna, Lorna, and Alison. So Mrs. Ganesh and um, fuck, what's the main character called? Christine. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Uh, I'm not. Uh, this is my, this is what happens when you drink two drinks. Um, agreed that during the fight scenes they'd be allowed to hurt each other because Ooh. the cameras are so close that you can tell whether someone's really in pain or not. Now, I thought that was quite cool, but I also thought, isn't that kind of a comment on her own self-belief, like, in her acting ability? Like, they're so close, you can tell that someone whether someone's really in pain or not. Like, I'm pretty sure that there are tons of actors out there who have close-ups of them in like torture scenes or fight scenes that don't need to actually be fighting. Well, no, no, but they've literally said, but look, just go for it. And then, okay, no, you, no, are gonna, you are going to get hurt. The directors didn't say anything. This is something that they've agreed to themselves. Okay, well, that's fair enough. That's I know that acting. Sam Raimi does put his actors through. I mean, God, you know, like fucking Bruce Campbell. Just, he has he had a time of it, didn't he, in Evil yeah, Dead? just go for it. That's, that's proper acting. you get got to work for your craft. Well, it's not acting, is it? It's real. But that's acting still. It's not. Oh, well, of course it is. Literally no, but of course it is. It's acting is literally the definition of faking oh, it. All right. But at the end of the day, if you don't... Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. do you know what I mean? Point you... set match. What? One nil to Kate. Oh, go blow yourself. That's absolute bollocks. <laughs> you... Go shoot a gun off. Shoot yourself off. <laughs> go shoot yourself off. Anyway, when Mrs. Ganesh says uh, Saihor in Hungarian during the car park garage scene, it uh, firstly that word translates to bitch, and um, Lorna Raver made that suggestion because she already knew the word, apparently, <laughs> before it was just going to be like this other phrase that she says, which translates to the devil shall fly into you, and then just some general screaming and shouting. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so Sam Raimi apparently specifically wanted it to be a PG-13 movie because when he was a teenager that this was the kind of movie that he loved and he didn't want any kids that age to not be able to go and see it if they wanted to. Love that. Yeah, nice, but come on, make it R. <laughs> I don't think it needs it. Yeah, of course it does. It needs more in the extreme. <laughs> you always think that. Extreme. More blood, more um, gore. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the script was embellished and collaborated with and by the actors. Sam Raimi apparently very much values their input and so let them make the suggestions and take aspects of things that they would actually say in real life and incorporate it into the script. So it came That's off very good. natural. That's good. No, I understand yeah. that. 
Alison Roman, who plays Christine, said that the hardest part about shooting was the last two weeks where they shot the graveyard scene because it was so physically demanding with the rain and yeah, that's, water looks pouring pretty on tough. her and having to clamber out, which I totally see. And apparently Justin Long stayed back after all his scenes were done and after like shooting and stuff of the day just to watch Sam Raimi direct because it was such a joy to watch, end quote. Um, it's not something he normally does apparently, but in this case he wanted to because he just, um, he's like a big fan of Sam Raimi and describes him as someone going back to his childhood, getting excited about movies and he can see, uh, and like when he's on set and directing and stuff, that's how he is. And then he said that he could see Raimi making movies with his brothers when he was younger and stuff with that same enthusiasm. So he his penis out behind, behind yeah. a tree. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm. Nice one, <laughs> Justin just, Long. Oh, oh, he was just like out of shot on that uh, graveyard scene. He's just like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. That's not water pouring on your face. Uh, <laughs> he's all over that. Um, Justin Long found the amount of times he calls Christine baby really annoying. <laughs> I um, didn't notice I, that. I didn't notice that. I'm not sure if it was scripted like that or whether he just found himself doing it while in character because obviously they were allowed to like input and things but i just found it quite funny like that he found that annoying <laughs> um so alison loman insisted on doing her own stunts um there's only two occasions where she wasn't allowed to do it that's when she flies into furniture and then another one she's thrown onto her back um and they got they obviously got a stunt woman in for those bits but otherwise everything else is her so fair play um, and then, nice little bit at the end here, we have the usual yellow Oldsmobile Delta 88 car that crops up in not only the Evil Dead trilogy, but basically every single one of Sam Raimi's movies. So that's really cool. Ah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, so this was, this was my pick. Uh, and one thing I noticed actually, it was quite cool, is that the, um, the Universal logo um, at the beginning was the old school one and it's the same one that's in Videodrome but obviously one's a throwback Ooh. and one is just what it was at the time nice, nice why, why did you pick Drag Me to Hell? why? Hmm. um I was looking through my Blu-ray collection honestly <laughs> that's I like your brutal honesty um <laughs> that's literally all I'm like Oh, what, what would be good? Um, what have I not seen in a little bit? Because I didn't watch it for the summer series last year, even though it was on the thing, just because I'd seen it quite a lot. But um, no, it's just, it's a really good, fun film. And Sam Raimi's a legend. Um, and it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's one I always have a real good time with whenever I watch it. And like when I first watched it, I watched it at the cinema and I was drunk. Um, okay. me and my friends had had some cocktails and then we went to watch it and it was you could say that was maybe a good thing or a bad thing just given the amount of like vomiting and stuff that happens in this yeah yeah um, but no we, we definitely had a really good time with it it was a lot of fun and we came out totally buzzing and I don't know if it's just because of the nostalgia of that but whenever I watch it I just like obviously there's a lot of gross out moments but I just have a real good fun time with it so like when my eyes kind of like landed on it I was just like ah oh, yeah let's do let's do that one that's, it's that yeah it's a very fun film it is a fun film I hadn't actually realized how comedic it was again I mean yeah uh this is my third watch third watch yeah, I, I can't remember how. I think I must have watched it about five, six times. Right, okay. like, this is one that I could crack out at like sleepovers. Um, so what was that? Sleepovers. Sleepovers. 
sleepovers. Like it wasn't really sleepover because we weren't like 10, we were much older, but you know, you still like have your mates around or whatever and you crash and stuff. And we would usually crack this on like, like one in the morning, whatever, after we were kind of like, you know, just some drinks and things and it was just like good fun. So I think to be honest, like it's only been a very kind of maybe one or twice, once or twice that I've seen this film sober. <laughs> one of which was for this, for this episode. <laughs> Uh, so if you haven't seen it maybe have a few <laughs> I don't know if it's I still really enjoyed it sober but maybe you do have a few <laughs> that's a good show good show um, as long as you're not ho- like horribly affected by vomiting then it's fine yeah there's a lot of vomit <laughs> a lot of vomit yeah um, yeah I, I I think there's a lot of so, you know you don't really see too many things about gypsy curses or at least you didn't at the time like i think the only other thing that i'd seen with gypsy curses at this point was like in buffy okay um you know i don't know if you know but angel is cursed by a gypsy I, yeah i've never seen soul. buffy right. you're lost um but yeah anyone who's, who's not seen buffy basically one of the main characters uh he's a vampire and uh he gets cursed by some gypsies to have his soul returned to him so he is forever tormented by the souls that he has taken as um, a soulless vampire um but yeah aside from that like i haven't ever really kind of come across much about gypsy curses and like you definitely have like curses and stuff i think a little bit more now but it's still not done quite in this way um i i think that there's like I, it's weird because I do feel like there's almost like a respect for it in this film. I feel like there's a genuine kind of authenticity um, um, even within the realms of the silly. What, what, what do you mean? What, respect for gypsies? Like, I just feel like... I don't know, like... I don't know, maybe... Well, 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 no, no, yeah, I, I know what you're trying to get at. I just, I feel like if, it's... if they were going to do this and this was a real thing... Because if you think about, like, at the beginning when she is in the bank and stuff, like, we do just see her as this very kind of sympathetic hag. old lady who just needs a break. Hag. Not a hag. <laughs> Not a hag. She's a hag later. But in this, like, you know, and she's very much about the pride and she doesn't want to beg and, you know, for her people and to be shamed and all of this uh, kind of stuff, you know, it's a very kind of real thing. It is, and it is. But I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What are you gonna say? No, no, my blood's boiling. Only because uh, I have to say this now. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. I've got a little bit of a <clears throat> with um, gypsies. They stole all my koi carp at my uh, pond a few years ago. No. Okay. So they're. I mean, unless you do mean like Romanian gypsies or like. Yes. Gypsies. Yes, I do. You do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, wow. I know, I know. Sorry, so it's a little bit of a... Uh, it's a bit of a sore spot. <laughs> it, it, it is, unfortunately. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, not no. sure, I'm sure that not all are the same, but every time they come round, everything gets nicked in the area, so... Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're just a bad batch. Maybe it's just a bad batch that comes around to my area. Um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I have gypsy blood in me. Oh, fucking, there we go. <laughs> There we fucking yeah. go. Like, there's, like, on my mum's side. <laughs> yeah, my mum used to be, like, a gypsy. <laughs> right. Oh, no joke. Like, she used to kind of, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, where, where, where's the <laughs> stop record button? 
<laughs> she didn't steal No, I know. Like, no, she's but nice. No, okay. She's actually, to be honest, my mum is like one of the most honest people I know. It's like, cool. It's cool. Painfully honest. It's cool. Um, it's cool. I yeah. Right. She wouldn't, she, my mum wouldn't no, steal No, no, it's, it's quite right. It's just a little, little thing that's... Um, bothered me for the last 20 years of my life um but anyway on with the film on with the film (laughs) um so yeah so i oh first (laughs) off actually one thing i want to talk about um is the um the score oh hang on a minute you're going straight into the score yeah Um, I really didn't talk about Videodrome, but honestly, I didn't really notice the score in Videodrome, to be fair. Um, but uh, not score is normally something I like to talk about. But no, it's just because it's one of my earlier notes. But it just, it really got me. Like, I really loved it. Um, it's really kind of like very sort of Romanian sounding and things. And it kind of had this sort of like dramatic vibe like you get from like classic horror films from like way, way back. Eerie. It's, it's eerie. Yeah. And like, you know, you got the strings and everything. And I thought that it was really cool because you know you've got these opening credits where not only is there this really great imagery you know where you've kind of got it's all so it's like with the imagery of the opening uh, credits you know how you used to get like you know getting like wrong turn the original one or like seven or like loads of other stuff where you get like newspaper clippings Oh, that, and it kind of and, shoves and it in your face, blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this has happened to Sam, and it kind of has a bit of a narrative. Um, well, and also, actually, in it sent to um, Hansel and Gretel that we did before, but obviously, but it was kind of similar um, in the respect that, like, we have it, like, here, but it's, like, medieval and gypsy drawings and things, so it'd almost be, like, their equivalent of, like, news articles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was quite cool. It was kind of like taking that, like almost a trope now, like but like taking a spin on it, which I thought was quite cool. And then yeah, with that score over the top, I just thought the two worked really well together. Um, yeah. What did you think? I, I, I it's weird. I didn't really pick up on the score, if if, if I'm honest. Um, really? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, there are elements which I do remember, but it's not something that I would be like, oh, that's that's an amazing score or wow i really like okay it it was um okay maybe maybe that's the wrong word it's it's it was very um sam raimi-esque in in that respect i guess um it's not uh, uh, it wasn't noticeable for me but it's just that constant uh yeah no that that whole constant constant vibe uh, you know it it didn't it wasn't going oh my god that's just bloody amazing it was just like there throughout the film um, fair enough does that make sense i really liked it yeah no it makes sense for me i just personally i it, i really dug it um i just found it really like y- y- like, you you really picked up it. on that no yeah, that's really good did. that's good that's all right um cool yeah so i as well like so we were sort of talking about earlier about um justin long and things like he's a funny character in this because there are some times where i think he's really great and stuff and then there are other times where i'm just like oh you're a bit of a dick but what i really liked is how these characters generally like they are very kind of multi-layered they're very well thought out like you can tell that everyone has a backstory. i even the 
ones. Yeah, that I liked them. I liked them both. I like the, yeah. the characters, and I thought they were acted out really well. Yeah, I think Alison Lohman, like on occasion, I don't know if I like entirely bought her. Oh, really? See, I, 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 I mean, did. Occasion. I did completely. Maybe it's just a male thing. Actually, maybe. No, seriously. I mean, all right, all right. she's she's cute, but you know, she's not amazing, but she's cute. I, I, I'm sorry. This, this yeah, this is, I didn't think she was like amazing. I thought she was. I thought she was really great. I just didn't think she was amazing. I thought that there were like, I like, I, I don't know. I feel like. I I I. I, felt I like she was, yeah, she, she, I I know what you mean. I felt like she was compelling and stuff, but I just felt like sometimes I could almost see her acting. Ye you know yes, I, mean? I do. Yeah, yeah. She's almost. Uh, but she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. But like, she, she know, almost she it. almost kind of looks looks with her eyes as if she's kind of like looking <laughs> looking for the the lines yeah so, yeah, yeah I don't know, maybe it's so. just like an acting choice like she's trying to look like wistful but it just seems like she's just trying to remember what she's supposed to say <laughs> yeah 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 i suppose so it's weird i i yeah. I, I understand that i understand where you're going from do you know what i don't know if you thought this but she like looks wise reminds me a little bit of amy adams Amy Did you think that's all? Amy that, Adams? No. Oh, God's sake. Amy Adams. Um, she was in Enchanted. She was in Arrival. She was in Nocturnal Creatures. Nocturnal Animals, even, sorry. She was I, in, she's in, like, tons. I, I'm tons just going to have a look at who Amy Adams is. Not Amy Adams, but Amy Adams. Amy Adams. A-D-A-M-S. Oh my god. <laughs> Go. A M Y A D A M. I know, I'm looking. Alright. <laughs> Hello, my name's Amy Adams. Uh, let's have a look. Everyone says she looks a bit like Isla, like her and Isla, what? Um, Isla Fisher are like twins. Mm, like a little bit like blonde. Yeah, like no, no, I'm not solving that one. No, she just, every now and then, like, her expression. Yeah, oh. Me a bit yeah, okay. No, little right. bit. Little um, bit. I tell you what, that I did. I like the couple. Like I like those two as a couple. Like I really like how he's quite nerdy, and then she supports him in his nerdiness. Do you know what I mean? Like with his coin collection. I, I thought they worked really, really well. I, as a I did like, like. Yeah, I like their chemistry. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I thought sometimes, like, I, to be honest, like I felt like he supported her in term as much as he could, but sometimes I did feel like she was sometimes downtrodden by the men. In, in scenes oh yeah, like, yeah absolutely by the bank you bank know like they wouldn't yeah. take her seriously and obviously like I know there's some points where it's like that's obviously what's happening with like her boss and Reggie Lee's character Stu and things they ask her to go make a sandwich buy a sandwich for them it's like all of that misogynistic bullshit yeah. but like even scenes when like you know she's trying to tell her bloke what's going on and then he's like you know like maybe that's not as bad as you think and things and it's just this kind of like not gaslighting because it's not like he knows better and is saying it anyway, but just like just this kind of air of like, come on, oh, come on, silly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, but when when, when so, she's she's actually when she wants to go to go and see the um, uh, the the like palm the reader, the medium. Do, yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, come on, you, you don't need that. 
yeah and she's just like no i really want to like just listen to her like even if you don't believe what she's saying or even if you don't really understand it she obviously feels really like passionate about this but, so like yeah but I, th- I think i think you know him as a person i think he's pretty decent you know he, he yeah he, it's only like a he little stood by it's like that Yes, and I think it's especially as it gets nearer the end, like he really kind of does get behind her and things, and you know he definitely has that come round. And I think the journey that he goes through in terms of his disbelief versus like versus his belief is definitely like very natural. Like that yeah, of course, of course. What would yeah, he'd be like, what the hell but are you playing at, like, woman? Yeah, and I think as well, like, just because though you have that set up at the beginning with her, her boss and Stu and stuff, like I think that is kind of like when I watch it, that's very much on my mind. But, like, yeah, like, I, I think, like, maybe I, I pick up on those sort of things a little bit more than I would do otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, they are there to baby be pulled and they are just further accentuated by those scenes of extreme misogyny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So, yeah, so we've obviously mentioned it, but uh, let's talk about, like, the gore and effects and stuff on this. Well, it's... <laughs> It's more the the juice. <laughs> well, actually, hang on, hang on. It's oh, from the off. Um, there's so many effects which are kind of grating against uh, one's soul. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you know. Like just to give context, so like there are scenes where. Um, so the whole premise of this, as I said before, is like this this uh, woman who works, she's a loan officer and stuff, and she won't grant an extension on the mortgage. This is because she's been getting pressure from her boss to make tough decisions so that she might be in line for um, an assistant manager role that's kind of come up and get a promotion. Um, and she's sort of like competing with Stu, played by Reggie Lee and things. And it seems like that Reggie Lee, like Stu and her boss and stuff have this kind of rapport and things. And he seems to be kind of like nearing the finishing line rather than her so she sort of says no to kind of like you know put herself in a better stead for this this promotion um and of course it backfires horribly because the woman who she says no to is a gypsy and she puts a gypsy curse on her and curses this like button that she's got on her coat uh, and gives it back to her so whoever owns this button is like you know the recipient of this curse and um you know obviously our our leading lady christine she is trying so hard to try and like sort it out and at first before she really kind of has an idea of what's happening she goes to try and reason with uh, mrs ganesh the the gypsy lady and she knocks on her door and <laughs> turns out she's dead whoa whoa, whoa. are you, are you <laughs> telling the whole story right huh you telling the whole plot no no it's fine because it, it's like not the whole whole thing. Oh, but in fact, we know it's the whole whole thing. It's some things from like 2009, and we tell spoilers at the beginning. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, and like she she goes to the she ends up actually having walked in the middle of her funeral. And oh, there you go, nice little crack cracking with the can open. Um, and yeah, and then so she goes over and to uh, just like to try and like. Pay her respects. No, she basically goes to try and sort out the issue that she's been cursed, and basically tries and sort it out and apologise for what she's done. Yeah, it's just uh, and unfortunately, court. the granddaughter says no. Go fuck you, but you can come and have a look. And actual fact, you fucked it up even more, and fuck you even more. 
Yeah, yeah. And then so she's by the the corpse, which is like an open casket. And I can't remember how this happens, like, but she ends up knocking the <laughs> knocking the corpse off its little mantle. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's some even better bits at the beginning. Which uh, the bit where she's like just Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Yeah, Ganesh yeah, is just tapping her nails, and that constant oh. dirty nail tapping on the uh, wooden. Yeah, like not only her nails and dirty, then, but they're and like then that then thick brown. Stealing, stealing sweets like deadly gypsies do. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't say that. And then she that. puts her dentures, <laughs> like uh, drawn out saliva. Taking out her, her skanky false teeth, so she can pop these sweets in her mouth. Uh, it's yeah, so I gross about that and there's right. slime really and gross. grime everywhere so yeah and then we have it in the car as well so she's I like miss that that's like hidden in the back seat i was going to come back to that but it's just the first because it's just the, the funeral scene she ends up knocking over a corpse and then the corpse like vomits all of her like, embalming fluid embalming fluid mm. into her mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's just so visceral. It's gross. gross. It is gross. But yeah, she's in the car and stuff, and then she like, <laughs> so she they have this like scrap in the car and things, and she ends up like gumming her chin. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of like last episode where like you have the the grandma gumming the kids' bum. Yeah, I thought that. And it's like that. It's just like, what is it with old ladies gumming everything? It's obviously a, a male. Uh... <laughs> sexual fantasy, obviously. Some weird kink B- bit fantasy. of gumming. Just gumming. <laughs> yeah, she like gums her chin and stuff. And it's basically just like vomits again all over her and things. And she, oh, it's just I don't understand the, the whole fixation with vomit. The, the fight in the car is absolutely excellent. It's so that's the one that's real. It's 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 hilarious. It, it's um, I actually I was I found myself. Like giggling out loud, I have my headphones on, yeah. and my wife came down. I was like, "What are you laughing at?" <laughs> I was just like pointing at the screen. It's, it's just hilarious, it's absolutely hilarious. It's really funny. It is very, and this is the thing: everything is very much kind of tongue-in-cheek. I feel with this film. There's like some darker undertones, which I'll mention in a bit, but like for the most part, on the surface at least, and certainly in terms of things that you're seeing and whatever. Like it's very tongue in cheek. It's very kind of like gross out, and it yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it, it actually is. And then she's like, she like, she like, like locks her out of the car, and then she's just like, yeah, have it, suck it, bitch, kind of thing. And then like she just gets up and she just puts this massive brick through the window, and she's like, oh shit. Oh, really? When she actually boots her out of the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, suck it, like you know. Have some of that, bitch. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've got a qu- quick question for you, Kate. Would you have... All right. All right, if you were in... Um, oh, I can't remember the character's name. Christine. Yeah, if you were in Christine's position, would you have g- given Mrs. Ganesh the money? 100%. I flat out know I would. Because um, I, A, cannot deal with the soft story. Um, and when I was in complaints, I worked for the company that I just left. I was in complaints for a, a good few years. And I would have 
<laughs> we were all kind of like we weren't ta we weren't like capped or anything but like we would be monitored on how much like compensation and goodwill that we would issue and i had by far <laughs> the highest uh, i would softy. just like like yeah i was such an absolute soft touch but like um but it was always, i was always able to justify it. i would never like but other people would just be like, no, no. And I'd just be like, oh, come on. We're like a multi-million company. You can't afford 50 quid here and there. Do you know what I mean? But obviously like 50. And I had like a maximum of 100 that I could authorize. Um, and then after that, as long as I could like, you know, justify it, I would, I could go. Like, I think the most I ever gave out in one go was something like 700 quid. And then we paid for them to go to Prague um, <laughs> on first class Eurostar. Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah i can't say what we did actually probably for legal reasons um but it was bad jesus Christ. um but um <laughs> i'll tell you after <laughs> um but yeah so Cut. Um, yeah we paid for this person and, and their family to go to prague on eurostar first class yeah nice um yeah and stuff so like yeah so i definitely know <laughs> that i would yeah. be like yeah have the money it's fine Clearly, and then touch. i would argue down why the hell it was needed and fuck you i'm not making your sandwiches anymore because fuck the patriarchy what crikey so yeah where um, where's i'd be a bit more brutal in that job <laughs> and that is why you would get the, the assistant manager job and i wouldn't <laughs> Oh. But it's okay because you'd be the one going to hell and I wouldn't. I'd have a long, happy life with my wonderful partner and his off-colour, like, weird family. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like who I am now. Nice. Good luck. Good luck <laughs> with that. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, what we talk about. Yeah, so all the vomit and the fight scenes and stuff. Oh, also as well, skipping ahead to, like, near the end when she's giving the... the um, uh, the button back to her and stuff and yeah and she's just like shoving the button back in her mouth oh. kind of thing and she's just like shove it down your fucking throat like it's pretty brutal <laughs> and she's just like so savage with it you know oh yeah oh i, I would have loved to have been in that scenario what with her shoving a button down i, I would uh, beat the hell out of her <laughs> Wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, you'd beat the old lady. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I just uh, I thought there was right after the video drone chat. I thought we were talking about some weird sort of sexual fantasy of you and Alison Lohman of you just beating the shit out of. Which and I know that's not what you're about, which is hence my confusion. <laughs> I was no, like, that took a turn. No. <laughs> I mean, where's my weird. disconnect button? Uh, yeah, I want to beat up Christine. I'd like to shove that button in her mouth before <laughs> button yeah <laughs> oh. before yeah yeah oh. no yeah that's not what i'm about <laughs> yeah oh as well so i've just seen a note here as well like just going back to the car fight scene she's she's smacking her in the face with a stapler <laughs> and her eye gets stapled I, I i you know what i was laughing so hard with that it whole is so scene it's great it's just so silly Silly, but yeah, but it's kind of brutal at the same time. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah, really good. It's really good. All of these fight scenes are hopping about a bit, but they just is. I just feel like they all go together really well. Um, they're just, oh, yeah, they're just so funny. There are some genuinely creepy bits though. There's some really well done jump scares. 
Uh, yeah, sale? there are. Yeah, I, I actually I did mention there was. Um, yeah, there's a few little cheeky jump scares. Uh, yeah, like when she's um, she lies back down in that. I think she's dreaming, and then like she lies back down, and it's Miss Ganesh next to her, and then when they have oh, when she's like searching uh, for stuff to buy uh, stuff, stuff to sell sorry and then she pulls back that curtain like the garage or something and, and it's then just, just like, there out her yeah and, yeah you know things like that it's um i think they're really quite effective like i know yeah they you probably could like see them but i think because of the type of film it is and you're just kind of like along for this ride and a lot of it's quite funny and it's very kind of gross and whatever like it's not necessarily in any other film you would expect it if it was like uh like a james wan film and everything was really tense and everything and you had that score build up and all the rest that you would know you pull back that curtain there's going to be something there but i think because we're not doing that yeah film, i'd agree have those kind of beats and stuff you don't expect it so much and i think like it it works really really well mm -hmm. and like even when she's in the back of her car do you know what i mean and she's suddenly like how did you not see that like how are you not do you know what i mean like yeah it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that it's, it's quite i get you i get you yeah um it's yeah but like it's, it's but it, it, i think it's effective sorry go on i was just saying i think it's effective it is really effective and there's so much grossness in this whole film mm -hmm. you know spewing yeah. up at the maggots uh, uh, and oh god the maggots, the maggots yeah. uh, in a dream and then there's that scene as you already mentioned the embalming fluid when she's mm -hmm. stumbled upon her and, you know uh, at the morning um oh, oh god like don't watch this i cannot stress this enough do not watch this film if you don't have a strong stomach like even though it's hilarious yeah, you've got to, got to oh. not. Oh, and the and the bloody nose bit as well. Oh, <laughs> nose and the. I found that hilarious. I mean, from someone like so, I suffer from serious nosebleeds like a lot, and I can just say you would never hold your hand to the side like that, so it spurs everywhere. Like I understand that that's how they did the effect because there's like a little kind of tube that goes, and she's hiding it with her hand. Um, but still, like you would just you would just not hold your hand like that but i do like how it went everywhere and also it went all over a prick manager so uh, but do, 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 you, do you hang on hang on do you think he's a prick manager yes why why you don't think that sending the woman off to get his sandwich and shit is not a prickish move he's not he's not ever sending stew is he okay okay yeah all right challenge me no 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 i'm that no, mean <laughs> Okay, because I, I thought, okay, aside from that particular comment, I thought, I no, thought... No, because he's like, he's like, he's, he's just like, string her along, and also as well, like, even this bit, here we go, like, he's just, all he cares about is whether he's got blood in his mouth, like, maybe ask her how she's doing, maybe she she's okay? Like, and also as well, like, you would only, like, nothing would happen to you if you've got blood in your mouth, only if you had a cut or something. Like, you wouldn't get infected or anything else like that. And it's just, like, the way that he reacts to her is all about, like, oh, I've got some blood in my mouth. Like, maybe check that she's not... Like, that's a lot of blood. Like, she should be going to a hospital. Like, maybe take responsibility as manager to make sure she's okay before you start fussing because you've got a bit of blood in your mouth. Uh, well, to be fair, if you had somebody gush blood into your mouth, you'd be like, oh, God, AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you'd be like, oh, my Would God, you know? oh, I'm going to be sick. And then you'd be like... 
You. Even if, are you okay? even if she did have AIDS, you, you would still uh, need to have uh, like a cut on your mouth or something for that to be an issue. I've always got a cut on my mouth. Oh uh, well, you know what you do in your private time is neither here nor there. So. <laughs> Well, I'm not, I'm but, not expecting uh, an injection of AIDS, that's for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just, I don't like him. Okay, that's fair enough. See, okay, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know, I thought he, I thought he was kind of being... He was just basically kind of going, well, whoever is... is the right candidate is is the winner really but okay yeah but also as well what kind of like i mean you know you should know what your staff is capable of and it oh, yeah yeah, yeah. actually the, the way he he went about it was completely, completely like ridiculous oh so you're gonna win oh yeah yeah okay all right yeah, he's not professional at all like you yeah. have, a, in, have okay. a formal interview process no, fair enough i, I, I yeah. just thought him as yeah him as a person he was all right no he's a all right. anyway <laughs> um but yeah oh also as well um <laughs> can we just talk about like how quickly she goes from one of like she starts off and she's all like oh no like i'm like a vegetarian and stuff and i couldn't hurt animals it's like oh but you might go to hell kill that cat kill it dead <laughs> oh, she was straight on that like, she goes straight on it. It's like, whoa, it's an escalator. Like, you know, he's offering you a chicken. You don't have to kill your pet. Just chill. Go to a farm. Yeah, no, she was straight on that. Straight onto her cat. It's like, fuck me. I feel like it was a bit of an escalation, you know? And also as well, like, she just did it with, like, no ceremony or ritual or anything. Like, do you honestly think that that worked? Like, why are you surprised later on when it didn't? Mm. What, what, uh, what do you think of the special effects? Yeah, you know I when the people getting thrown about and stuff. I thought they were great, and I, I, you know, as we know, like a lot of this, especially because it's Sam Raimi, a lot of it's practical. Um, you know, and I. Think but but there, there was there was quite a lot of CGI though. Was that? Mm. Oh wait, yes, uh, there was some near the end, wasn't there? Mm, well, throughout, I, I think. think. The witch. Oh, you know, like. Um, uh, there's the possession scenario. Yeah, there is that. And I think, um, obviously, the whole kind of, like, the goat as well. <laughs> Not Black Phillip, but White Phillip. <laughs> um, with, like, the way that he's talking and stuff. But it really made me laugh, though, because it's all, like... He just... The way that he sort of, like, says, like... He sort of bleats bitch and whore like you black hearted whore. <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, it's not a goat, is it? Is it like a llama or something? Oh no, it's not a llama. It's a, it's a, it is a goat. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, um, it was very Evil Dead 2 at that moment. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that whole scene was very Evil Dead 2. I, didn't, I yes. didn't like when the guy got possessed and was dancing and they had the music going on. I, th- I just feel like that was really that was really evil. That <laughs> did you like did you like I it or not? I I think that it's Sam Raimi. He gets away with that. I think if okay. it had been any other film, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. I t- for me, it was a bit like uh, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that stage. It was yeah, a bit like, yeah, uh, yeah. Really, a bit ch- a bit yeah, childish, no. a bit shit. I um, I just. <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah, no, like this. <laughs> um, this is um, the bit. This is why I thought it was a llama because of my notes. So I've just like got this bit where, at the end, you know, where she's like talking to the the psychic at the seance, the woman who he like brings her to like the expert who who's at the beginning and she's already like tried to do this like reversal of the curse and stuff mm-hmm. and like I just got like you've got the bloke at the um who's like the medium who they meet first um what's he called he's called uh Ramjas and uh and he's like okay so like here's your last chance of survival like your last hope uh, before your soul is taken by a monstrous demon and like dragged into the depths of hell but like you know don't worry because she's got experience with the llama you know kind of thing yeah, yeah. um and that's why i always that's why i always called that's why i called the monster the like the demon thing because uh, i can't pronounce it actually so i just i called it a llama in my notes <laughs> um and then she's all like oh yeah no wow what happened and she's like okay so yeah honestly the kid did die but I feel really bad about it and I'm super duper excited about this one. Like it's gonna be fine. Pinky promise. Like that whole setup is just kind of like, it's just ridiculous with the whole kind of thing of like, you know, this woman, she's like claiming to be this expert and you're gonna be fine all this. And it's just like, uh-uh. the last time that she's done it, like it definitely did not work. The kid died and stuff, but like, you're totally gonna be okay. Mm. <laughs> And the thing is, is that Christine doesn't even seem like too bothered by this. Like she has like a little bit of like a blanche, but that's about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, and like, and like, you know, the gypsy queen fuck up. It's like she's not really doing much to reassure her in any event. You know, like her priority is far more to do with her own redemption for losing this kid. Uh, yeah, to, like, yeah. She was, life. she was down with you that. Know? She was just going for that. Yeah, full, like full health. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, I'll perform this ritual and be redeemed and I can live with myself again. The boy's memory is no longer tormenting me with this one act. I will be saved. And Christine's all like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine too, yeah? And she's like, yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah, it's all good. That's it. You know, it's very much that. Mm-hmm. Like, is this whole thing of like, I'm like, she just seems with the stuff that she's saying that she's really not bothered by Christine. She's just out to kind of like redeem herself for losing the kid earlier. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did you get that at all? I did, I did. Okay. <laughs> as long as it wasn't just. Ah, um, definitely. You. But yeah, it's just like that whole scene. I just find it's just like, what I don't like. The motivations of these characters are definitely not like with Christine. You know, like the bit where the original medium bloke he's sort of like, you know, you've got to allow the dark spirit to commingle with your soul and. And she's like, but I'm scared. And he's like, yes. You know, and she's like, that's, that's it. Like, that's not a question, you know, but okay. I'm scared, but just um, get on with it. Shh, yeah. shut, <laughs> it's like, yes, you are shut, shut up and accept, accept the demon into yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's just that whole thing. It's just like, it was just as I say, yeah, like, what was the motivation of these characters? Like, it's clearly not with Christine. It's only for themselves, <laughs> you know? But never mind, it's all fine, you know. I mean, I say this, it's definitely not all fine, but um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. And like the whole kind of like the whole bit with the spirits like laughing hysterically, um, and it's like they're just like tinkling these teacups and like rustling the curtains and things, so it's the most like evil thing ever. And he's like laughing hysterically, it's like, yeah, good joke, mate. Like, is- Nice prank. That's not the scene where he's, yeah, that whole scene in which I described earlier when he's kind of floating above the 
Yeah, so this is, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think just like, just before that bit where he's like jumping about and stuff and he's sort of like arms and legs everywhere in the air. But there's this bit before that kind of gets started where like you see just sort of this like ripple through of like the, you know, the, the spirit and things. And it's like, there's these, you know, the teacups start tinkling and stuff and you've got these like curtains. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. It was just that whole, you know, possession of that dude. Oh no, I don't mind it, but it was just oh, right. that, like the, okay. there's this laughter that's happening, which the demon spirit llama thing is like cackling, and it's just that it's like like as though that is the most horrific thing. Like, oh my gosh, got you good. Those cups oh, are okay. real hot. Yeah. Like you know, like um, that kind of thing. It, it and it's not a bad thing at all because it just it makes me laugh. And for a film like this, I don't care if I'm like laughing at the film because it's just it's all good fun, mm. you know. And then you have like, oh yeah, that's the other bit, wasn't there? Yeah, so you have like the spirits kind of coming out of like the woodwork and like literally coming out of the woodwork, like all ghoulish and stuff. And, mm. you know, and they all kind of like shrivel and shrink away again. You know, when yeah, 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 that's right. Fuck up, tells them to kind of get in the bin and they just kind of do, you know? Yeah, no, it's good. It is good. Yeah, yeah. So- um, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it is. It, I mean, it, it's basically it's, it's one of those films that um, it's it's got its comedic elements. It's pretty. I mean, a little bit scary at times. It's gross, really quite gross. Yeah. Um, it's it's got very likable ca- characters. I think. I think they yeah, yeah. both play them really, really well. Um, and I, I, overall, I think it's just a, a very well put together film. Yeah, I think it is for the most part. I think um, I think there's like bits... That anytime where it sort of falters, I just kind of like, it's okay because it makes me laugh. You know, like, you've got, like, for example, with, like, Matey Boy, who's just sort of, like, come along for the ride. Like, he's not really seemingly there for anything other than just be, like, you know, llama demon fodder. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no explanation for him being there. He's not been mentioned before. But it's okay, because it's just like, oh, that's all right. We just get some, like, you know, action with him kind of thing. Um, and I think if it was anything else, I might be bothered. But this whole film is just kind of, like, just kind of ridiculous on, on those surface levels what did you what did you think about the ending like how that all played out I was well I, I was quite shocked by the ending in that I wasn't expecting it and I really enjoyed it this time this time around I'd, um, you know having seen it before I, I couldn't remember it I was like oh, alright love it I re- <laughs> I remembered that she went to hell, but I couldn't remember the ins and outs of how she got there, even though I've seen it a few times. As I've said, I was mostly drunk when I've seen this film. Um, but I really like, because there's that whole payoff with the coin, you know, she finds him this coin and things, and it kind of just seems this, like this moment of showing their relationship. But actually, it pays off so well at the end with like getting the button mixed up for the coin. And I think, like, you know, when he presents the button to her, I, God, your stomach would just drop out of you, wouldn't it, mm. when you saw that? um and yeah and i just i really like that whole bit like it really just kind of like because the way they set it up you know the sun's shining and she's got a bounce on the step and she's got the promotion she's got her new snazzy coat and all the rest of it 
and I just think like you know you, you very much are setting it up to be like you know all's well that ends well. She's going off, you know her bloke's about to like you know propose and all of this everything's coming up Christine and then boom no that one little button just turns everything around on its head and then yeah and, and she's she's cursed after all and she's on her way to yeah. but yeah oh one of the bit I meant to, meant to mention as well um, before I get into sort of some deeper bits um, is uh, the dinner room scene with his parents um, with like the eye and stuff coming out of great, the cake great great scene the, it's so, it's so well so much going on the there. social awkwardness um, is clearly oh evident um, and we've all been in situations like that where we're trying to like impress someone who already has these like preconceptions of who we are and we're trying to kind of get around that and yeah, no, it's you know. pretty pretty bizarre. And, uh, that scene, that's uh, sorry, sorry. And then just yeah, the eye appearing, and she's like, oh god. And uh, you know, everybody knows what it's like. You know, when you're trying to impress, but if something's well, I don't know. You're not gonna have an eye in your cake when you're having a. You're not gonna have an eye in your cake. In fairness, <laughs> I felt like she dealt with it as well as anyone <laughs> yeah, exactly. would. It reminded me of. Um, it reminded me of the dinner dinner table scene in it part two uh, uh past by me you know when they're all the oh, adults, of course. they all kind yeah, of yeah, they of first course. get back to Derry yes, and then yes, all yes. the food starts to yeah it really gave me those kinds of vibes yeah yeah i could see that obviously it really resonated like that for well, you no, so. no, I, I do remember it's yeah you sort of see that though like yeah i thought that was really cool um but yeah i just uh, yeah, I just I thought there were like lots of I think this film is really kind of comprised of really great moments like that. Mm. You know, I has, where it's it has it, throw it, back it, it to ha- something, or it's just got some really cool effects, or there's like a funny one line, like usually from Justin Long, like he's really funny, especially when he meets the medium for the first time, and he's like, you know, oh, yeah, this is Christine, I'm Christine, this is like Clay, and he's like, but you already knew that, right? And <laughs> stuff yeah, like that yeah. and things. It's just being a bit of an ass but like it's but it's just smart like these little moments like this thing like yeah just kind of comes together and just makes an overall kind of enjoyable experience did you before i sort of talk about what i want to talk about did did you pick up on any like subtext or or any kind of deeper meanings behind things nope nope okay uh well oh oh no (laughs) so this is something this is something that um has kind of done the work this isn't my concept um i'm not going to try and claim it as such this is something that's kind of gone around on the internet a fair bit and some people praise it for it and some people criticize it for it um but i think it's quite interesting and there is a um there's um like a a video on youtube which kind of goes into this in really like painstaking detail, which I'm not going to go into, don't worry. Um, but Ooh. it basically, <laughs> it basically like alludes to how um, there's this whole subtext when it comes to like eating disorders um, and diets and stuff like that. And um, it's like a, almost like a, it's, it's almost like a kind of a mini version of Room Two Three Seven in the respect that not about the shining but about this one where it's it's like some of it is just kind of like oh mate i think you're reaching 
And also some of it, I'm pretty sure, some of the points what? that he makes is just flat out not what happens in the film. But there's a lot of it, um, which is actually really interesting. And I had a look at the comments and a lot of people were saying like, I have an eating disorder or I've had a eating mm. disorder and this is bang on and like this reputation is bang on. But then it also received criticisms like stuff like, oh, you know, um, she can only be happy like once she's skinny and she you know and all this kind of stuff um but i don't i don't think it's that what the hell sorry but why what it's just a bloody film why are people really into i don't get it well i'll post the youtube um i'll I'll post the the youtube video that i saw and have a look because there's some like real strong arguments there um and i I might be wrong about I might be remembering this wrong okay. but I'm pretty sure that Sam Raimi hasn't like he's sort of gone said like yes there is like an element of that um but I'm not I might be wrong on that um but if you I'll post this YouTube video at some point when um, yeah. after okay. it's been released because as I say like it's not something that I necessarily noticed um but it's the stuff that's on there like I can definitely see that um and yeah it's just the sort of certain imageries there's obviously like a lot of things like to do with vomiting the fact that she's like you know this main character she used to be fat and it's like pointed out a lot um and the way that she deals with like her own self-image and the way that she tries to like better herself and the way that you know she sort of disciplines herself and you know and often you know people do see things like bulimia or anorexia as like a curse and how it's like like this demon inside of you that like tries to like pull you down no matter how hard you try to fight it and like all of these kind of things and true yes you can you can apply that kind of like say again sorry you you could apply it it to a lot of things it can apply to a lot of things, but there are specific things within this film and lots of like imagery and and like um, like script like you know parts of script and things that do seem to tie in. I think that there is definitely elements there. I think it is open to um, you know to people's perceptions. I'll post a video when when this episode's out, and it'll be interesting conversation. I think. No, sure fair fair. Fair. Um, have a look. Have an open mind. Have a look. But this is the beauty of this film though i think i think there is elements there that you can pull from but equally if you don't want to you don't have to it can just be a silly classic sam raimi blood and guts lots of vomit lots of gross stuff going on and silly kind of demonic you know haunting style like tormenting sort of thing and i think like you know you can pull whatever you want from that which is uh, i think is a real merit to the film yeah no good chat good chat but some of the stuff that's on that video is fucking bollocks. Like some of it is, I think, is absolute bollocks. But then, yeah. So yeah. All right. Anyways, um, let's get let's cool. get down to uh, ratings. Yes. Uh, so I'll go. I'll go first. You went first on your one. Um, so yeah. So I think like for me, for me personally, I take the more fun side of it. I think it's a really great fun movie. Um, it's always guaranteed for a laugh as well as a bit of a scare and I think it's one of those films where you can enjoy it on your own but equally as you said with other films you can have a bunch of mates over with spears and pizza and stuff and enjoy it just as much which is I think is really cool too um so yeah uh, but as I said like there are some bits that aren't necessarily like on top and I don't think it's like a top class 
Like, I would probably, if someone said to me, do you want to watch, like, one of the Evil Dead films or this, I'd probably go Evil Dead. Like, every time. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely enjoyable. So for me, it's a 7.5 out of 10 uh, pussy eyeball cakes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, why, what? Holy shit. Because you know what? What? I'm going to give it. <gasps> what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it 7.5 mouthfuls of embalming <gasps> fluid out of 10. Ah, oh, we are <laughs> great minds, mate. That's awesome. Cool. So, so yeah, equal scores across the board. I like it. Nice. Actually, yeah, um, that's, that's double, double bubble. Wow. Cool. Well, you know, a cock is right two times a day. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, if anyone like, you know, anyone after listening to our episodes wants to let us know what they think of these films and stuff, like absolutely get on Facebook, but. Uh, facebook page or the instagram page and uh, let us know uh, they um, won't <laughs> they won't but, but you can please do actually but you can talk about it and go <laughs> yeah, no, you know it's, what? it's always nice to hear from people yeah tell us all your royal bunch of cunts jamie's put jamie j Summers has put a few bits up on there and things yeah yeah absolutely it's just been cool stuff about carrie and whatnot it's been good yeah um cool so um Let's move on to what we're going to do next time. Matt, do you want to say what you're doing this time? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Hold on a second. My piece of paper has all disappeared. I'm going to do 2015's The Invitation. Nice. This is a film you've seen before? Uh, yes, it is. I'm just quickly bringing up my information because my uh, iPod... I, pad has now died uh yeah uh, the invitation 2015 um is a film i had seen before um it's one of those little cheeky numbers which um uh, it often sort of slips under the radar doesn't it, it? well yes and no it's uh, 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 but your average watcher isn't gonna know. Well, well, uh, basically, uh, uh, among amongst horror fans, they would, uh, I think, the majority would have watched this. Yes. Um, yes. But I just mean like you know you're sort of like what I would call like a, a popcorn <clears throat> horror fan. Who, who me? No, not you. As in like people who are what I would call. A popcorn horror fan, like people who just go and like they they watch wouldn't watch the they wouldn't and... watch this. Yeah, this is what I mean. Uh, yeah, no. What do you say? It's <laughs> it's a film for the educated horror fan. Oh, it's a what's the word? It's a, it's a it's an elevated horror. <laughs> it's yeah. so elevated. It's so stuck up my ass. Um, you say this, but that's exactly the kind of horror I love. So, uh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically one of those. Uh, the invitation. I'm 100% not sure where you can see it. I've got it up here. So it's oh, on well Netflix. Oh, is it? Yes. Um. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, I don't know whether that's all Netflix. This is just like UK, and then you can also rent it pretty cheap for like one pound fifty on YouTube. So, and you could probably buy it. And you can buy it on YouTube as well for like four quid. It's really not like a lot of money at all. Um, but if you do have Netflix, um, if you're in the UK, it's definitely there. If not, have a look and it might well be there anyway. Yeah, it's just basically dark undertones. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. 
Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, cool. So, all right. Well, on to my pick. So, so oh, here we go. Behind the scenes controversy here. Um, where my first choice was, I was told by someone who shall remain nameless. Let's just say their name rhymes with Schmatchmud. Um, and uh, yeah, I was told that it it wasn't dark enough. Um, and he's and he's but, right. And he's not he's right. He's absolutely I, right. I think that it's perfectly fine. It's a sci-fi film and it's a classic. And I think we're not strictly horror. We are horror Jason and that includes sci-fi. Um, so my pick um, originally was going to be The Fifth Element. Um, <laughs> and then my second pick, um, which Matt is approving of, is Blade Runner. Now, both the original. Now, both are excellent films. Um, so I generally don't mind which, but I'm quite curious to know what our listeners think. Um, and we would like, we're going to put up a poll and it's going to run for a couple of days after this episode drops, just to give people a chance to listen. And then our two listeners um, can put a vote on to see and see which one um, we, were, we, yes, we yeah. which one you would prefer I, uh, can and I just point out that I'm not disputing uh, that Fifth Element is a good film I'm just saying no. that it's not quite in the Eternal Darkness and Not So Spotless Minds remit so see, I would argue that it is the what sorry there we go I said I would argue that it is but nah, it's not dark enough so uh, I think I think it's perfectly fine but um, I'd be quite interested to hear what, well we'll be quite interested to hear what the listeners think and as we are doing this show for you uh, and also for us but also for you otherwise we, if it was just for us we'd just be two mates chatting about movies and not worry about doing anything else um, this is what we would do so, so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. been doing that for a couple of years now I just wanted to up our game hey tying into the Videodrome but not on the same subject matter obviously um but wanting to sort of like, yeah, do more than just chat about movies, we'd like to broadcast to the masses as well. Uh, so, anyways, for the uh, for the listeners and things, it'd be cool to kind of like get your thoughts on that while there is a <laughs> a friendly um, uh, dispute on the go about what. Yeah, of course it is. For the next episode. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. No, no, all joking aside, no, it's totally cool. But like, uh, but yeah, I was just like, well, why don't we, why don't we see what what the listeners think? Hey, um, so it'd be really great when you choose the right answer of the fifth element. Um, and that's not to say that we wouldn't cover Blade Runner at a later di- date either. Um, but yeah, so let us know. So it'll be on probably. So this episode will drop probably around the seventh of June. Um, and then so you'll have until like the Friday to get your votes in and then whichever one comes up trumps uh, rubbish phrase now Um, whichever one comes out on top uh, is the one that we will be covering for episode 7 crikey yep what episode is this? episode 6 6? yes that's the number that comes before 7 I should have shouted Fucking hell, what's going on? Fucking hell, what's going on? Why? Well, that's what I shouted at the beginning. 
Oh yeah. Oh okay. I can't remember like yesterday. Oh, no, so it is nearly four hours ago. <laughs> That's my, right. fam my family's uh, cool. crying because they haven't seen me for four That's hours. That's alright. Mine is too. Don't worry. It's all good. Um. So. Um. Yes, yeah, so we got some shout outs and bits. Uh, um, yeah. Go. Yeah. So first off, I just real quick mentioned. So um, obviously a couple of episodes we did uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, and I mentioned at the time. Um, or yes, I mentioned at the time that um, Sabrina, one of our listeners and regular contributors, um, she uh, made an inhuman noise when she heard that's what we were doing because it's one of her favourite films. And um, we sort of asked her to send it in. Anyway, so she has sent in a little clipping of like a, a, a audio clip of the kind of noise that she made. So I am going to play it now. <laughs> And that was that. <laughs> uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm slightly honest. erect. <laughs> slightly, I'm fully. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, no, so thanks very much, Sabrina, for sending that in. That made me laugh, and I hope it made everyone else made laugh. Made me hard. Um, if not, made you, yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, if nothing else, that's a win right there. Uh, so yeah. Um, other thing, real quick thing I want to mention, uh, Chucky Steele, who does our background music that you can hear in the background now um he's got some new music up on spotify um he is uh one of the duo of the podcast on haunted hill um so shout out guys absolutely uh, it's dan and gav but his his sort of you know name on, on spotify is chucky steel and uh, so yes yeah, so he's got some new music it's called would you dance with me um and it's a it's a great track i've been listening to it it's um it's kind of synthy it's kind of 80s and stuff and um yeah it's, it's kind of a bit abstract and things i think it's all uh, yeah it's all instrumental and stuff so um check that out if that sounds like your thing um and yeah give him some love because he, he he works really hard on these things and yeah it's good uh but yeah no go check that out on spotify um so that's uh yeah so one more time that's that's chucky steel with would you dance with me uh, so yeah big ups cool anything you want to shout out about uh, yeah just the uh, horror returns guys uh, Lance uh, Brian and Philip uh, again big, big props to you guys um, you've bigged us up so much uh, over the last couple of months and just a big yeah you always share our yeah our, yeah our just well, you know, which is really nice yeah yeah big ups to you guys and thank you ever so much for, for your um, for your help because you know we're just a couple of UK bozos just trying to trying to get along, and uh, yeah, no, we really appreciate it. So thank you ever so much. Yeah, no, a hundred percent that, guys. Thank you. Yeah, so we do. yeah, and if that, you want to listen to horror returns, listen to the horror returns. Yep. It's there. Yep, just pop it in on wherever you listen to podcasts, and they'll they'll pop up. They're good lads, and um, they have some really good conversation and lots of interesting chats so yeah no for sure um and on that note as well i've got another sort of shout out uh for the uh horror for dummies podcast oh yes indeed um yeah no um so um they're really great and they've uh put, they've started following us and they've sort of like promoted our um podcast on their website hi there cans <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're an Australian website, uh, website. They're an Australian podcast, um, and again, yeah, it's just a really great show. And um, 
it's pretty much what it does, says on the tin um horror horror for dummies podcast um and yeah again it's just really great chat it's got that real kind of like awesome australian sense of humor you know but but, but um, yeah actually the pair of them go in deep deep actually they really talk about films you know yeah in depth which is great yeah it's tim and dan sorry i just realized we hadn't mentioned who they are uh yeah tim and dan um and yeah it's just a, it's a, again just pop in like horror for dummies um their, their podcast page is actually a slightly different name it's horror for dummies super friends not podcast their facebook page honestly these two drinks <laughs> uh, yeah um their facebook page is horror for dummies super friends so if you wanted to kind of like give them some love and stuff on there and, and see uh, about joining up on there too um just because it's got a slightly different name to what their show is actually called so thought i'd mention that so yeah thanks very much guys for the love on your website absolutely, it. absolutely. cool <laughs> matt do you want to anything else no i just got a frog which decided frog in your throat decided to jump down my throat oh, <coughs> oh help help me help me uh, so do croak welcome to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh evs and <laughs> right <laughs> www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash edinism pod then shall i just yeah, do this if you've got a frog in your throat anyway. all right so instagram is at edinism underscore podcast and then our email address is edspotlessminds at gmail.com um and so that's all of our like social media and contact um obviously if you want to pm <laughs> either me or matt like specifically go for it um if there's anything particularly like there's been like a couple of people who have given us um some uh like requests and things so it's just sort of in the pipeline so that'd be cool um so if you want to do anything like that or just give us feedback or whatever you can always pop us a dm uh and then yeah so places where to find us all your usual places but specifically is apple google spotify stitcher breaker radio public we were trying to get on Podbean, but there's some technical issues and stuff as like with their website and things. It's like not as simple as we thought. So unfortunately, we're not going to really do Podbean. The first episode is up, but after that, we've had some issues. So um, yeah, we're not going to worry about Podbean. But as I say, you've got all the other places. So you've got Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker and Radio Public. So have your And fill don't forget right to subscribe. There. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like pop as a rating or a review or both Actually, yeah that'd be great even if it's like oh god that english guy took so much yeah shit. and oh god that girl he won't shut up for two seconds well it's a you combo it's a, it's a juicy Jesus, combo it's nearly four hours <laughs> oh, that's all right once i edit it down it won't be it'll be all fine it'll just be like oh. video drone the end bosh <laughs> Cool. All right then. Well, um, on that note, that is everything that I've got. Howie, uh, is there anything else you want to add? I don't add, think so. I think done? we're all cool. I think we're all good. Yeah. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for all listening, right, everybody. So, thanks for surviving this long. <laughs> and we'll speak to you soon. We will catch you. Yeah, catch you next time. Take bye. Care, bye. Bye.